is welcome to another three angry black people episode because we just finished re- pre-recording a uh, new year's thing because we're not sure if we're going to actually be able to get to it but we have a special guest on the show which is wade y'all know him y'all heard him and this is your first That's time right. listening to the show then i really need you to tune in and what i was going to say wade is because anytime and rob so you know anytime uh we i reach out to wade on twitter right Listen, Wade always is like, I can't wait to be on the show because let me tell you the bullshit these are doing <laughs> this week or last week. And the thing is about it, and I was like, you know what? I'm like, every single time, I'm like Wade is always ready and prepared. And the conversation is always, and this is what I love, it's always about wanting to... You know, people be like, oh, he's going to put people on blast. It's not putting people on blast. It's letting you know something is going on. This is mm-hmm. something that is not only that is going on, it's educational because yes. there's a lot of times where we don't realize there are individuals out here letting their voice be heard Yeah, because that's the only way things are going to change. And he's so, a teacher. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I appreciate, I always appreciate Wade's energy because of the fact that Wade is in the space where he's seeing opportunity and growth for a community. And he's not about to let anyone come in the way of that growth and opportunity mm-hmm. happening. And I love right. that because we have so many people. And the way I'll tell you, I'm one of those people that I will see people fuss on, on Twitter, on my own personal Twitter account. And I, I love folks dearly. But I'm one of those people that if I see you tweet about something all day, every day, maybe that is your way of fighting. But I'm one of those people like nothing comes without action. And the saddest part, the saddest part, one thing I will say, whether we agree with their politics or not, you know, people who are vile and do a lot of BS and stupid shit, you know, they be in droves and they actually be out there committing some type of action yeah, for better or worse. So I'm like, Hey, if you, are just on Twitter or social media talking about it all day, you have to be doing something in the background. Cause I'm one of those people that you can tell me your yeah. complaints. You can tell me things that bother you in the community, but it's going to get to a point where I get fed up because I'm like, yo, we've talked about this all the time. What are we going to do? You right, what are we doing? Telling right. me this and telling, telling me that. that. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> right. Like mm. it's at some point because people, I feel like, People want to complain, and that's cool because you got to get it out. But then it's mm-hmm. coming to a point where it's like, well, how often are we going <laughs> to complain and we're going to talk? Wade so, is a person that takes action. Wade, so Wade, what you got going on? <laughs> well, let's see. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, I mean, so many great things. Um, just had two great performances in November and uh, last week with Washington Bach Consort. Uh, in D.C., we were at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in November, and then at the gorgeous music center at Strathmore uh, in Bethesda last week, which is this gorgeous sort of Art Deco modernist concert hall. Uh, we played Bach's Christmas Oratorio, which got us all feeling right and, and holiday groovy, so all right. that was really lovely. Um, everybody was masked, you know, all the audience members were masked and, and vaxxed and everything. So, you know, no problems there. Um, and I, uh, just actually submitted a major application for a, a teaching position somewhere. 
Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah, I was going to ask if you were if you if if you were uh, instructing the young ones again because. Well, yes, yes, I have started back with my virtual students, um, and I also have one student currently in person. Of course, we both wear masks and we stay socially distanced during our lessons. So I'm still teaching quite a bit. Um, Mr. Clark is back. Yeah, right, right, right. And and I'm actually maybe going to be Professor Clark because, oh, oh. right, this um, this teaching position is actually an assistant assistant uh, cello professor with a tenure track. Uh, wow. I got a call from a music department head um, basically urging me to apply. And so, you know, I got everything situated, submitted it with a prayer yesterday and here we go. BSO, look look how you done messed up. Look at you now. Look at you now. <laughs> you had Wade. You had everything. I was going to well, pay the I mean, Now look at you now. Look at you now. <laughs> well, here's what's funny. You know, um, I've been speaking so much, you know, about black representation, especially in early music. Um, that it's actually causing a little bit of backlash, as you know. But here's the other side of that. I got the most beautiful letter from a young cellist in Kalamazoo. Ooh. Uh, just letting me know that he has never seen a black Baroque cellist, and he nearly cried watching my video on YouTube of Bach cello suites that I recorded in March mm. for Washington Bach Consort. And... Um, I can do that, too. I have been in touch with him, and we are trying to plan some kind of Zoom session because he just wants to pick my brain about being a professional. And, you know, those are the things that make me know that I have to keep doing what I'm doing and have to keep talking about what I'm talking about because, um, you know, like I said, I've got people who are trying to, you know, shut me down or who would rather me not say anything at all. Um, about black representation and the fact that I would like to see more. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so again, like I said, when I get messages like that, it makes me know I got to keep going no matter what because I'm already doing what I'm supposed to be doing and it's making an impression. There you go. Yeah. People don't realize, you know, black folk got two jobs at the same time always because it's, it's, it's what you do and then it's what you do as a black man or woman. You know, right. So right. You have to work doubly. You know, you got to work. You got to work twice as hard because you're already coming up in a certain light, whether you like it or not. You know, no matter right. how many awards you get. Look, Negro, you're looking to just have a job. All right. Mm-hmm. All That's right? how some of these people <laughs> really think. And it's interesting because, you know, I think I told you about that uh, post from someone in the early music America uh, diversity task force mm-hmm. uh, trying to slander me. Well, guess what? I was on the gig with her. <gasps> in fact, in fact, guess what? She sat right behind me. <laughs> and you want to know what? I didn't look her way. I didn't say one word to her. She didn't say one word to me, and she knew better too. Mm. I promise you, she knew better. There was a wall of granite. To me. <laughs> there was a wall of granite behind you. Oh. <laughs> I don't really know what, but I'll tell you what else. 
remember how I told you that I, you know, sort of had to let a lot of friendship, quote unquote, you know, social media connections go mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of those people had clicked like and love on her status, knowing it was about me, right? Mm. I was on the gig with a lot of those people, too. <laughs> they were all on the gig. And guess what? I didn't say one word. I know who my <laughs> friends are in that group. And I know who my friends aren't in that group. Uh, but what's interesting is that, again, it seems like right after I started to say, I want to see more black folks playing strings in early music, I've actually found more. I have found a cellist in Canada, black guy, his name is Kieran, and someone here in the United States, Ryan Murphy, who is very new to Baroque cello, as in like this year, like started this year. So all that to say is, you know, I'm going to be having some conversations with Ryan. I would love to have him on my masterclass series. You know, my Bach Cello Suites Masterclass series that I started in uh, August of last year. Um, it's still, or this year rather, <laughs> thinking in the weeks ahead because I've got something big coming up at the Smithsonian the first week of January. Um, All right. It, oh, yes. It's a, a Chamber Music Institute, actually. Uh, I'll be a Franz Joseph Haydn Fellow. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be a fabulous Chamber Music Institute. Four different string quartets with um, four different faculty members within the groups from various um, prestigious groups in Europe, like the English Concert, uh, Franz Bruggen's Orchestra of the 18th Century, um, somebody playing viola that I didn't know, and Ken Slowick, who's my mentor and curator um, of the music collection at the Smithsonian uh, Natural American History Museum. So I'll be playing my strad. Mm-hmm. I'll be playing another instrument, I think, by Testori, and then another cello that's on loan from the Library of Congress. And that'll be one week of just fabulosity. <laughs> that is incredible. I am so happy for you. That's going to be amazing. And also, you put that yeah. out. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, you know, I mean, things like that are really what I'm sort of putting my eyes to. You know, I mean, I know that there are going to be people who would rather me you know, not be brilliant, not be having opportunities like that. But it's like, guess what? I'm never not going to be this. I'm never not going to walk into a situation and do my best. And if that's better than your best, hey. <laughs> Them's the breaks. Yeah. Right. I'm not sure. I'm just not sure what to say. Because it's like, I guess, you know, I really saw, frankly, that some of these groups are nothing more than social club for mm. music clicks some of the, exactly exactly some of these people are happy to be mediocre happy to stay mediocre they don't really care they know they're sort of set because most of them are white or white adjacent they don't have to be that good mm. right they know that they Co- know that coasting. so so all of that is to say is that it's really quite interesting because again it's like i'm not sure what some of y'all are expecting me to do but i'm not going to show up and be mediocre just because you are Exactly. Why did my But that's light? what some of these people would have me do. Mm-hmm. But it's like, wait a second. What would you actually do if I showed up and was mediocre? Right. Then that would be a problem. 
Look at this. You black. see what I'm saying? Look at this. Look at look at this black man. See, that's why we don't give these people instruments to begin exactly. with. Exactly. Right? That's exactly what they exactly. would be thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you show up. You don't. You show up and uh, don't perform well. They rag on you. Mm-hmm. You show yep. up and you perform well. They bitch and whine and get upset right. and be in their feelings. <laughs> right. Why did you have to be good? Right. You know? Right. Because again, they're all just used yeah. to being mm-hmm. mediocre, and that's fine for them to be mediocre. Um, but I'm not. <laughs> I didn't work my whole life to get this good, only to show up and 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 just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I love, but but I love the way things are connecting now from the stories yes. from our first time talking together to where we are now, because you didn't, yes. you know, you could have easily gotten into that bag of giving of, of just, you know, dumping on people, but you didn't do that. You chose your own path and started making new connections. And now look, right. those people that are really trying to get into this music that are really trying to hold themselves at a higher level are attracting themselves to you. They're bringing themselves yes. to you. And so those yes. things are now it's, it's like a, it's like a synergy. And so now, right. because of that, now all, those people are in the past, all those BSO, all those, all those fake people, all those clickish people, exactly. they don't matter anymore. Hey, exactly. I'm going to go you one better. They never did. Oh, like, wait, that, well, like, wait. and that's the other part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They never really did. And so, it's Again, perception, just, right? Yeah, right. And because because when when all you see is that are those people, yeah, of course that's going to be you know all you're thinking about or you know looking at. But to be honest with you, I really kind of had to slow down mm-hmm. and just kind of stop, really, and just observe. You know what was happening to me what I was thinking about, what I was consuming, not consuming, you know, my diet, just everything. I really Mm. kind of uh, stepped back and just thought, okay, we have this time, right? Like a lot of the arts industries were still sort of shut down. I mean, like I said, I just had my my first concert back with Washington Bach concert in November, right? So, you know, August and September, I was, you know, doing my masterclass series, which I had sort of been thinking about. But all that to say is that, you know, that was part of part of it, too. I just started to sort of sit with myself and think, okay, Wade, what do you really want to do at this point? Mm. What do you really, really want to do? What do you love? What are your next goals as far as something personal that you have wanted to do for a long time? Mm -hmm. And. I really started to think, okay, I'm passionate about the Bach cello suite. Those are remarkable pieces for cello. I've loved them my whole life. I feel like I've really been able to build something of a legacy while I'm still alive playing that music. And so I thought, okay, I can give back to modern cellists who want to play this music correctly. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is no shade to Yo-Yo Ma or, um, you know, some of the other modern cellists, but they just don't play it the same way that a Baroque specialist does because we really go in on the rhetoric and the technique and sometimes even the instruments from the period. Mm-hmm. And that's totally different. There's an entire, there's just an entirely different 
set of skills that needed to really interpret that music authentically. And that's why people go and get masters in, you know, early music performance, or in my case, a master's and a graduate performance degree, which is basically a non-academic master's, the same rigmarole as far as performances and things like that. But you don't take any courses. You just play, 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 and perform. So all that to say is I was thrilled to launch this masterclass series for modern cello players who want to learn the style. The mm. first two were really, really, really well attended. Um, you just, you know, Zoom audience. I had two participants for both of them, um, 30 minutes each and a little cello chat and chill afterwards <laughs> where we all just sort of got on and people could ask me questions or we just had a little group discussion about things. And, you know, I have to say it was really nice to build a community, again, of people that I didn't know who are interested in this and are now looking to me for inspiration, ideas, motivation, um, in some cases, lessons. I mean, it's just been interesting. So again, part of it was just me having to sit back and say, okay, wait, what do you really want to do here? You know, what are your next sort of moves? And so it seems like, again, so many things have just started to fall into my lap. Um, I mean, how many people do you know get a call from the head of a music department about a professorship? Yeah. urging them to apply. I mean, that just doesn't fall into your lap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and frankly, I hadn't talked to the guy in seven years, and that's no shade. I just hadn't been in touch with him. But I did an opera over there, um, I'd say maybe seven or eight years ago now. Fantastic experience. He's an excellent director. I enjoyed every moment of it. So I was thrilled to get the call from him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, I'll just put it on record. It's Towson University. Um, okay. that I would be right. <laughs> so it's literally down the street, right? Because, no. um, you so know, that's many. the other thing. It's yeah. like, think about it. Okay, something like this does not fall into your lap, A. B, if it were, I'd still have to move, right? But guess what? Mm -hmm. I won't if I get this position. So that would be literally me set up for life. Like, right here in Baltimore, period. Just won't he do it? <laughs> and maybe even starting the Wade Davis School, which has also been something I've been thinking about. Hey, if you need, I mean, I don't have connection connections, but if you want to talk to someone, because one of my friends is starting a school where it's based on African principles for pre-K up to, I think, fifth grade, I will be very happy to share. Oh, yeah, she's okay. very big on it. She is a special education teacher, and she mm -hmm. was like, hmm. And she saw what was going on, and she's like, the issue with our students is they are not learning the way that we learn. And on top of that, we it's just different. So she started her own school. She still works for the system. She's getting her PhD mm -hmm. or her ED, no, PhD in education and um, community oh. organization or educational organization, that's it. And, mm -hmm. yeah, so when you are ready, and you and you, I will link y'all two up to talk about that. Fabulous, yes. Um, I mean, even if. At some point, I could maybe lead a music component there. That would be lovely. Yes, and I just, just want to say... To just get started. Yeah, and I want to say that you brought all of this into your life with with three things. One, you said you wanted to, wanted to engage with more African-American or just black celloists. You brought that into your life. And by doing that, 
the I I believe the universe, God, I'll say God, he had to remove the fake people so yeah. the real ones will come. Mm-hmm. Two, the right. fact that you are planning this out, like I was just telling Rob earlier that this is a year of um, planting seeds. You last yeah. year was the year you cleared the cobwebs and he was like, I will light all this on fire to make sure this is a fresh new foundation. So now you have right. all of that done. You're planting your seeds. The next seven years are going to be amazing for you. Also, I said I wanted to go out to lunch with you just as like as friends, because I feel like you have yeah, really good places to eat and I like eating. So, yeah. And y'all can chop oh, well. it up because y'all keep track of the same uh, shows, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the same mm-hmm. shows. Look, I was getting my friends to listen to his uh, master, um, his master cello suite that he had. I want to say it was August, like you said earlier, August or, or October. Oh, well, I had two master classes. Um, one was in August and the other one was September. Um, unfortunately, I didn't record them, but the next one I am going to record just because people need to see what I'm capable of doing. Um, <laughs> in fact, actually, what's hilarious is that one of my students that I was teaching mm-hmm. last year because his school had shut down had his recital uh, a couple of months ago, and now the recording has just gone up on YouTube, and I watched it last night. Mm-hmm. Boy, his mom is just over the moon. His mom was just like, his mom was like, Wade, you really showed him how to be a true artist. And it's interesting because watching him play, he played Bach Cello Suite Number 3 to begin his recital and then some other things. But really watching him play that Bach, I could just see that he really had internalized so much of what we worked on and then made it his own, which is the whole point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was just really just super, super impressed. Um, I mean, he really did such a great job and it just makes me proud as a teacher to see that. That's what every um, teacher wants, you know, that's what every teacher wants to see the student go, you know, take the lessons you've installed in them and then, you know, you know, create their, you know, have their own creation with it, you know, speak it through. They're, they're not imitating anybody They're They're, you know, using their instrument to, to express who they channel are, some, right? To channel something through themselves. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's yeah. Exactly. exactly what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, it was really quite good. And I'm actually going to send a few people his video. He won't mind, I'm sure. Um, just because I want them to be like, I want, I want to tell them, hey, this is my student. This is what he has done. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And it's just really impressive because, again, like I said, my whole point is to try to help these modern cellists learn how to play the Bach appropriately and he really is an example of how I can teach that yeah I mean mean, people don't even a lot of people don't even realize hey look we want to play too you know there you know the you know yes there's you know you know like we said there's all these stigmas that that are out there so it just makes it it just makes it hard, but it makes it even better what you're you know, you know, what you're doing because it just it just attracts more people, you know, to yes. be able to do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I mean really I'm very, you know I mean I I would say I'm very unconventional as an artist, but at the same time I'm very traditional when it comes to just the work ethic that it takes to stay sort of at this level, you know. Yeah. because um, it's maintenance. You know, it's due every time you sit down on the cello. Yeah, this is a disciplined art. Like it's it's yes. discipline at a level that I think most people take for granted, and that's why we have so much. Uh, not we, um, but there's so much mediocrity in the world because people do not want to follow yes. that discipline. But you are on yes. the other side of the spectrum. That's like, nope, I want every right. note to hit you. I want that. Exactly. Um, 
is it called phrase on? I, I always mess up the word, but the, uh, just phrasing phrase. Yeah, it's where when you hear music and you get goosebumps because it's starting to touch you on oh, a vibrational free, free song, free, free yes. song. Yes, that mm-hmm. yes, and you want to you want everyone that listens to your music to experience that moment and the beauty of it and the complexity of it because I think people always take for granted how complex music really is. It's a mathematical equation that is supposed to stimulate your emotions, but yeah. people are shallow, so we ain't going to go there. Let today. me tell you, yes, yes. Let me, let me tell you, I realized how complex it was because when I was a kid, I just tried to play the ukulele, okay, and what? Yeah, the ukulele. It's different than a guitar. It's the strings. The number, the the number I'm of strings. I'm not doing this with you today. What? What? Doing what? You, you, I was just saying that I, when I was eight yeah. years old, I tried to play the ukulele, and I didn't realize how much it was actually going to take. I didn't take it seriously, and then I gave it up. You know, because okay. it was like it took a level of, you know, to what way to Wade's credit, a, a, a level of discipline uh-huh. that I didn't have when I was when I was a kid. And it's one of my regrets because now I have a guitar in my closet collecting collecting dust. I feel like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm about to be bougie for no good reason. So I want to check myself before I wreck myself because I've already done a lot of damage today. What? 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 <laughs> wait, I think, I wait, Wade gets what I'm going, getting at. Wade gets it, but he's going to be nice because he did likes I say to something? Did I say something non-factual here? No, no, no. Uh, Everything was factual. Well, I think, I think Part of what happens as children start instruments is that, you know, they see some virtuoso person and then they're not learning that stuff right away, right? It takes time, a lot of time. And some people just aren't willing to really go through all that time. Um, I mean, it takes at least two or three years to even really start playing the cello. And then you kind of assess whether the person is like, you know, okay or not ready, you know, to progress because really, you know, you don't want to waste the parent's lesson or the child's time or your time, frankly. I mean, yeah, yeah. You see where potential is, right? And you move with the potential, but sometimes it's just not there and you have to just accept that this person is probably not going to want to really pursue this. And that's fine. I played, I played hot cross buns and that was good enough for me. You know, what? I'm not doing this. Because I had to go through like the clarinet, the French horn. The, I played the recorder. The record. The, yo. I was okay uh, with the recorder. Okay, so. Ooh, um, on my I, F sharpness. I, 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 I will, I will uh, step in and, and throw my hat into this. That when my grandmother wanted me to get into playing an instrument, uh, she was like what are you interested in because as a child i always thought the violin was cool Mm -hmm. and then um when it came down to it my grandfather pulled her aside like listen that boy is not going to stick with this like don't do it but she wasn't hearing any of that (laughs) and we go into we go into a, uh, a store and it was this shop so many instruments in there it was really how can I put it? It was really heartwarming to walk in, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, "So, do you want to play the violin?" And I was like, "No, I want to, you know, I want to try the flute." And so, for a little bit, I was going to class every Saturday. You know, I had my classes, and then I remember 
the lady telling me one day I didn't practice. Now, mind you, I'm just trying to learn how to play Murray Had a Little Lamb. Right. And so that one time she could tell I wasn't like I hadn't practiced that week. She said something. And then I was like, well, I'm going to go back and make sure I practice because my mom got on me at that point. Like, you know how much your grandmother paying for this class? I'm not going to whoop you behind. Right. <laughs> but I will tell you, she's paying a lot. So you better practice. So I have my recital because I had to have recital. And I got up there and I played the hell out of Murray Had a Little Lamb for All right. the age I was at that time. But mm-hmm. the thing is, and and what uh, until you uh, your point, Wade is uh, nothing is learned, you know, in a short amount of time. Especially right. when it comes to music, I can say it's, uh, for me, it would be learning uh, how to use programs like Fruity Loops, and you know, go ahead and do your own production, right? It takes time to learn that. I can also say just me getting into this year, getting into longboarding, right? looks really cool when you see people on the board they're able to dance on top of it move do a whole lot of stuff i see things that i'm like that person isn't human (laughs) and i'm out there i'm trying to focus on being able to skate and stop and not run into the pole so yeah you gotta take that time to progress and and it's really in the spirit there's one thing to see people doing it but then we only see if you have a conversation with somebody, if somebody sits down and says, well, Wade, you're able to perform beautifully. You know, Wade isn't going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, you know what? I just started last week. That's not the story you're getting. It's going to be like, listen, there was a blood, tears and sweat and yeah. a lot of time learning and paying yeah. attention and being willing to pat yourself on the back and say, this is a process. Right. And for children, yeah. it's you're not going to get that and it takes a it takes a really good instructor to be able to say look you don't think you're doing something but you actually are accomplishing a lot you are doing something but you need that guidance because you know with with parents parents just want to put their children into something they would hope the way they hope will help them enrich their lives give them something maybe they become passionate about and you know with children it, 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 they might love an instrument, but then also they could easily love martial arts. You never know. But right, when you have right. A, you just never know. Yeah, when you have a child that says, you know, I really like this, you know, I want to learn it, is you also have to let them know, say, hey, you're not going to be a virtuoso overnight. This is right. this is going right. to take When time. they get frustrated and they say, screw this, I don't want to do this anymore, that's the hardest conversation to have as a parent. Right. Like, do we let them say, okay, try something else? Or do we say, no, you need to put in the work. If you really want to make this happen, you got to work towards it. You know, my father used to say, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. You know? Right. But I think Wade touched on another point because that's what happened to me in high school. So I played an instrument in middle school. No, in elementary school. Then middle school didn't have an instrument. But my mom tried and my grandmother tried and it just it wasn't going to happen. So in high school, I started playing instruments again. And the teacher's like, yeah, we're not putting you on woodwinds. We're putting you on brass. We're not giving you trumpet. You're going to do the trombone. I'm tone deaf. I, he didn't figure it out until after I got to the tuba. And he's like, you're tone deaf. I just realized that. He's like, music's not for you. He's like, it's not that. Because he would, I would practice and do everything. Mm-hmm. I would like do the practice. I would come after school. I would do, read the music. I, I knew how to read the notes. I knew how to write the notes. You ask me the difference between an A and a C. Uh, I'll be like, what? Uh, 
No, I just mm-hmm. I can't hear the registry. Well, line. let me ask Wade a question on that because oh, I okay. I hear. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's okay. Uh, 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 okay, so just so you know, Wade, he he has a gun that's pointed a at. Okay, gun. we got a gun. Oh my goodness! A nerf oh my god! Oh my god! You gotta specify a nerf oh gun. Oh my <laughs> lord! No, oh my lord! Three angry black people do not promote violence in any way of actual guns. There are nerf guns used only. Yes. Okay. But the, okay. The thing is, also, was, Nerf, get at us. We need money. Yeah, but the, my instructor was kind enough to say this might not be for you. I don't want mm-hmm. you to keep doing this. He's like, you can get better at it. I just don't want you to because it, it does get to a point where you can practice all the time if you can't hear those notes or those fine sharps. But with that being said, that's when he turned me to drama, and he like Miss Melfa was like, oh, she's super animated. I love mm-hmm. her, and then like that's where. But can you teach somebody, Wade, like if somebody is quote unquote tone deaf, can you, can, can that person overcome that? Or is it just something built into them that, you know, it just might not I'm be I'm really them? not even sure, frankly, because I just, I'm not really sure what the concept of tone deafness is. I mean, I just don't. So in my I, head, I, okay, go ahead. Sorry. I just don't understand what that means. I suppose that means somebody saying they can't hear pitch, but maybe that just means they can't sing or match pitch. I'm just not sure what it even means. Whenever I would play certain notes and instruments, like let's say I had a piece of music and it had like a C and a few other things. I could not, I I would think that I changed my lip and changed the position of my... I know I changed the position of my instrument, and I thought I would tighten up my lip or loosen my lip to create the note, and I was hitting a different note, and I couldn't necessarily hear the difference between the two notes. Yeah, I have no no concept what that is, because, I mean, my ear has always been attuned to music. Yeah, but he was kind enough to say that. Go ahead, sorry. Yes, yes, um... Yeah, I just don't understand it because, I mean, I music has just always been part of my life. Like, not just classical, just, you know, songs you hear in the car with your parents when you're little. You know, just music just really struck me at an early age. So I can't imagine not really understanding pitch or being able to hear pitch or or not being able to hear pitch or distinguish between pitches. Yeah, no, it's weird. I guess. If only we had Wade back then. No, because I, I guarantee you, Wade probably would have been like, hey, love, I see you're practicing. I see you're trying your hardest. If this is what you want, we will keep trying. Yeah, yeah, but th- yeah. there are other options for you. I think yeah. Wade would, is that person that's like, I will push you and cultivate you and grow you and give you the discipline you need to be a success, but I'm also not going to let you sit out here and flounder. Right, right, and, right. Yeah, you know. yeah. As long as you want yes. it, we're going to keep doing it, right. but you're going mm-hmm. to have to show me yeah. that you want this. You're not yeah. just going to yeah. skate. Yeah. I, right. I also, I also think, too, um, just, you, just hearing the story that you told, Chris, and just thinking about, like, just how Wade, when Wade explains his experiences and – uh, just what he's doing and how he teaches students. I think you had somebody that that was just his ultimate go-to instead of really accepting a challenge. Because to me, I think, perhaps, yeah, yeah. Because I, I feel like I feel personally that when, as we're growing up, certain things that we don't understand when we're younger, it takes a minute for it to click. 
And I think there's also experiences that happen that help you to figure that out. Like, wait, when you said that, you know, you just were growing around music. That was for me. Like my dad, my dad loved rock and roll. Mm-hmm. So me growing up, I heard so many bands play because mm-hmm. of my dad. Mm-hmm. But then MTV on the days I was home from school introduced me to MTV raps. And right. uh, that's when I started building an appreciation for rap. But mm-hmm. then also my mom, who really just turned on the radio when I'm in the car with her and my aunts, and I'm hearing whatever they have, that put me on the pop. And all those mm-hmm. songs that mm-hmm. was just weird because I, I swear up and down, hearing um, I'm only human when you're a child is different when you hear I'm only human when you're an adult and it hits you. Oh, gosh, they were talking about cheating. Oh, right. This yeah. guy is really asking for this woman to accept the fact that he was being trash. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. trying to say he's only human. This is wild. But see, the thing is, I also attribute those same experiences to music because I think as you get older, you hear things differently. You mm-hmm. look at things differently. And when it comes to playing an instrument, there may have been one area that you just truly excelled in, and there was that other part that needed to be brought up. I just don't think he was up for that challenge. Oh, no, and to what? And to Rob's point, I think had Wade been your teacher, I think Wade, just like Rob was saying, yeah, Wade would have saw it and be like, "Okay, here's your strength, here's your weakness. Now we're gonna work. We're on gonna this. we're gonna work on it and cultivate it yeah, because, right. <laughs> yeah, like I think when you're listening, I think when you're listening to music, I don't think anybody's actually toned up. I think it's how they approach it. Because you might not hear something a certain way, but then what if it is a matter of, okay, we need to figure out an experience that's going to help break that barrier. Oh, yeah, no. He was- yeah, because I just don't understand what tone deafness means. I mean, I'm really going to have to look it up and actually do some research on that because, you know, if I'm, I'm sure if I, um, you know, get this position at Towson, uh, I will most likely be teaching music history, music appreciation to non-majors, and a lot of the people are probably going to say they're tone deaf. Mm, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, I mean, that's just a common thing. I hear a lot of people actually say that. Um, but I I will say that uh, recently I had a student who, mm, I'll preface this by saying his mother and I came up uh, alongside each other she was mediocre at best on the violin. Um, one of these people who just wanted to sing and dance and play the violin, but wasn't very good at any of them. Ooh. So now she's married, and she and her husband want her, their children to play music, but then they're like trying to like load them up on all these extracurriculars, and it's just way too much. I mean, like this little boy was seven years old, oh. and he was already taking, I think, Chinese and trying to take piano and the cello. No, and basically she overload. was telling me, "Oh, well, right, overload." She was saying, "Well, his teacher, he feels like he's not, you know, progressing fast enough because she won't let him play, you know, the song. He knows the song, you know, in Suzuki Book One, right?" So I start working with him, and basically, you know, she's putting the music in front of him. He's like, "Mommy, what are those notes? I don't know those notes." And I'm like, "Uh." You're telling me he can play these songs, but he can't read the music on the page. So clearly there's a disconnect here, and we're going to have to go back and start from the beginning, because what I'm not going to do is do this by ear stuff. 
Because what that does is is sort of, mm, I can't describe it. And there's no shade to anybody who wants to learn by ear. But the fact is, is that if you're going to pursue classical music, you must be able to read the music, mm, period. There's okay. really no way around that. Because you're reading the language. You're, you're reading the language. So there's really no way around it. So all of that to say is, she kind of got upset, I think, because maybe she thought I was sort of putting, pushing him backwards. But I was kind of like, look, honey, he can't read the music. I don't care how many songs he can, quote, play by ear, because he hasn't played one yet, first of all. <laughs> okay. Second of all, you're sitting there always trying to tell him what the note is. He doesn't know this stuff, honey. Like, this is serious. So all that to say is eventually I kind of had to let that go because I was just like, look, I don't know what you want me to do, but I teach. I don't babysit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I'm not going to do is sit here and let you kind of, well, what's that note? No, honey, that's my job. And if he doesn't know it, then I'm not sure what to do because, I mean, basically, I don't think she really cares if he actually is good. She just wants to say that her kids play music, I think, because really there shouldn't have been a problem with me being like, look, honey, he can't read. Right. Basically. Like, yeah. We meet like, quota. You need <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in that regard, I kind of had to be like, look, I don't think I'm the person to do this because you just want somebody to let him play and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't play something, con- you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, classical music is is very complex. You're not going to play very much. So you're not going to play Beethoven's Ninth by ear. It's, you know, right. it's, it's too much. Right? No, you be missing notes, missing pitches, missing <laughs> the moment where you're supposed to pause and go. Like I'm not. And also, that's that's a bigger thing issue I have with most parents. Like, oh, my kid does this, this, and this. I'm like, your kid probably should only be doing one thing, and your kid should be probably be in a kid. Now, if you want your kid to well, learn music, that's cool. That's discipline. It really takes time. I yeah. mean, it's. It's kind of like, um, you know, music or ballet. It's going to take you at least 10 years to even be considered to be good enough to either go to college for it or in the ballet or modern dance join a company when you get out of high school. So, I mean, you know, but of course, most people don't really teach that way. They're not thinking about that. Um, But I actually have a modus operandi that is more of a dancer than a classical musician, actually, because... Um, like I said, I'm always trying to improve. I'm constantly trying to maintain this level, if not get better. And most classical musicians are just content where they are. Yeah, They know that they're just kind of good and they're okay to just be good. They don't really have people observing them, you know, all the time trying to make them better. For example, ballet dancers, you know, I'm a huge fan of ballet. I studied when I was younger. I still, you know, take classes in shape and I choreograph and I teach bar sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm my good girlfriend. So all that to say is, you know, I follow the real sort of de rigueur of a dancer, actually, which is that basically you're always trying to improve. And no matter what level you're at, you always start from the basics to get your body warm, right? You always start with a basic bar class, you know, full-on technique before you ever do a step of, of whatever you're rehearsing or working on, right? right. Then if you are say, even a principal dancer. You're not just going to the studio by yourself. You have a coach. That coach is working with you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They're making sure 
that you are doing what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You've reached that level. So they're literally just doing the maintenance. They're helping you monitor things. You know, like most classical musicians don't do that. Like, for example, I would say maybe Yo-Yo Ma would be the equivalent of a principal dancer, you know, in the classical music world. But guess what? Mm-hmm. Yo-Yo Ma doesn't have people listening to him constantly. He's not going to people saying, hey, how do I look doing this? Or how does this sound? You know what I'm saying? He just thinks, I don't need anybody now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's how most of them think. And that's no shade. But what I'm saying is that there is a humility that comes with dancers because they're always having to observe themselves. They're always looking at their angles. They're always checking something. And I feel like that's kind of what I'm doing. You know, for example, when I'm always, you know, tweeting videos of something that I'm working on, right? Just, you know, a little practice video. That's me observing myself. Yes. Most people don't do that. Most people don't record themselves practicing. And that's why most people don't really love to hear themselves play. They cringe at their own playing. I love my own playing. Because I'm always like, you know what? I've gotten something to this level and I love it. It sounds great. And I'm proud of this. That's good. But a lot of people think that's like bragging or they think it's arrogant to say that about themselves. And it's like, no, actually, we're living in a self-deprecating culture, Mm. first of all. Yes. That tells you not to value yourself, never to think highly of yourself. It's just very strange. And so when you come across somebody who does, you know, again, people are like, oh, that person's full of themselves. They're arrogant. They're this and that. It's like, no, they're confident in what they do. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you? Yeah, yeah. That's how you turn into a tortured artist when you're not able to enjoy what you do and appreciate how far you've come in your craft. You know, you just... It, 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 it all it all reminds me though when people well it's actually not torture it's complacency yes 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 complacency but one of the things which I, can be torturous I'm sure but yeah. it's probably not to those people who don't know any better or want better for yeah. me it would be yeah yeah but when you reach a certain level I think people take for granted the effort it goes into it because when you re- reach a certain level people you know the masters make it look easy. You know, they and, do. They and, do. And and when you have people like the closest thing I can relate it to are people like Jimi Hendrix, you know, mm-hmm. who pick up who who never had a lesson in their life, but they have they're on such a genius level with their ability that they're able to still make, you know, these types of songs that they made and become legendary. We're not all like that. No. We're, you know, not all, not, not, not all of us are just Jimmy and can just pick up an instrument and just experiment it and start and start and start playing. It's going to take, it's going to take time for most of us. It's going to take time and dedication. And that doesn't mean you can't be a great musician, but unless, you know, you have a Rain Man like understanding of it, you're going to have to put in the work. There's no way around it. And you also have to have somebody who can really teach you. Because frankly, what I'm finding now is that you have a lot of mediocre teachers out there. He needs to to just have a... He needs to be in charge of a school. That's what somebody else was saying. That's why he's having... Like, listen, seven years from now, it's probably going to be more like 2020... 30 is when the school will come fully into fruition. Okay. It will start with Towson. One, I'm going to warn you now, Towson's going to piss you the fuck off. Um, but you'll be fine with it. it it'll, they will, they will work to resolve the issue very quickly. It'll be around year two or three. Um, but, um, moving forward, the school's coming. It's coming in 2030. Well, no, what about like, like, yeah, like he's like the Dean of P of like Peabody. 
right? Mm, I don't think I would want to be the Dana Peabody. No. Oh, you know, oh, oh, no, he needs to do idea. his own thing. No, oh, okay. No, yeah. here's the thing. I mean, even if it could be a dean of a very good conservatory, but the issue with conservatories yeah. is um, they are very steeped in tradition, and they're mm-hmm. very, they're very like they. When you talk about letting go of the patriarchy, they are not ready. Oh, right. Oh, they yeah. Are not so ready. we will be putting, and they're certainly yeah. not ready to let go of just having white people mostly in these positions of power or white adjacent wannabe people. Exactly. People who, because that's really what they want. They want, they want a white adjacent wannabe who is going to basically uphold all the same things. Yeah, exactly. And so they're happy when they get uncle Tom's in there. I'm not going to mention any names, but (laughs) I'll just say one of the former heads of the music department are the, I'm not sure, but anyway, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I dig what you're putting down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, when you put in BSO and Wade, you get our episode. Good. You, oh. you, you get our previous episodes. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine uh, said to me uh, last week, he was like, I, I was trying to describe somebody. I was trying to describe you to somebody, and I thought, oh, no, I'll, I'll play them the episode. I said, oh, okay, that's perfect. <laughs> Check it out. I just actually went ahead and Googled it. Um, <laughs> that's organic, yeah. It's an organic match. Oh, uh, listen, first, like, we're on Audible. <laughs> Fabulous. Fabulous. I feel like Carrie Bradshaw right now, or actually, well, Preston. Well, no, Bradshaw, I guess, now. Mm. Uh, it is it is it is beautiful it is beautiful yep and then on iheart of course I, and i, I love mm-hmm. it i love it but see that's the the one thing i will say about uh the episodes and what i'm loving about this is that with each episode wade gives you a piece of everything and how it's building so if you listen to the very first episode, you listen to the second, and then you're hearing this one, you just see how Wade's putting everything together. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, like, hey, I'm doing this, but you know what? I got a moment for some tea. We're gonna, I'm gonna brew this, brew this pot. I'm going to pour it in a cup. Let's talk. And okay. I love that because that has been the energy from the. The first episode yes. going through. Yes. And it just goes to show you that when you have your sight set on something and you're building something meaningful, that you're going to have the adversity because people are going to come after you because you are not afraid to speak your mind. And then you're right. also going to have your success because while they're busy trying to dim your light, you are still shining and you're moving on while they're still salty mm-hmm. and mad because you didn't play their game and said, no, exactly. we're not doing this. And uh, when it comes to, when it comes to really, you know, taking control and doing what you want to do in life, you know, that's what happens. You, you get the people who they, they can't stand with somebody actually is crabs and barrel mentality. They can't stand with somebody's actually doing well. And you know, well, what they're really mad about is the fact that a lot of these people, frankly, have done what they were supposed to, quote unquote, do, stayed Mm -hmm. inside the box, and they think that's a personality. So they can't understand how I'm so outside the box and doing better than they are. Yep. And that's really what it is. And it burn and it and it burn it it burns them up. 
each and every time. It burns right. them up each and It really and every does time. because they wish that, you know, I wasn't this good or they could just squelch me somehow. But it's like, no, darling, you can't. You won't ever, frankly. Because, I mean, <laughs> the rise is steady and sure. So it's like you just don't have to watch it, darling. And yeah. and when you're being and you know and when you're you're being mediocre or you're you're not actually challenging yourself to do better, you can't stop somebody that is like, no, I'm going to think outside the box. I'm going to move outside the box. I'm actually going to take that box that you're in, put you on the pedestal to let everybody know. Says you see these fools in this box? Yeah, they tried to stop me. You see how I'm winning? You see what I'm doing? Yeah, they're up there mm-hmm. because they can't be me. Or, and what I and what I really love about it, Wade, because when I I see people being that way, I love it because I notice that they don't see their own fear, or they acknowledge it, but they don't. They acknowledge they acknowledge the feeling, but they don't actually want to take and look themselves in the mirror and says, you know what. If I just had the courage to be brave and to speak my mind and yeah. to go ahead and do what I need to do, I'd probably would be in a different position where I'm actually not actually hating on Wade Davis because I'm doing me and I'm actually moving. You don't let your fear grind. control you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's it's and it's really it's really pathetic when you see that in folks and it's like, you know what? sometimes being mediocre isn't necessarily so much how you playing it's the mood and energy you're putting into it they probably yes. have the skills to actually play mm-hmm. but the thing is most what, of these what, people do right. right they just don't care anymore yeah. they're so nonchalant about it yeah they, cr- they yeah they crush themselves they crush themselves under their own their own fear yeah because exactly yeah. because they they picked up an instrument they learned how to play it but they didn't actually put the energy and the love and the vibe and everything that needs to go into it because anybody like anybody that's willing to take on a task can learn the intricacies of the task they mm-hmm. can learn the do's they can learn the don'ts mm-hmm. but it's all in the performance and when you don't exactly. actually bring that energy in that performance it doesn't matter how well you know an instrument you can know every instrument under the sun yeah. but if you're not actually doing what you're supposed to do with the energy you need to put into it you're not going to get out of it what you're trying to achieve and, and here's what's interesting along that line. I hate to, to cut you off, but I just want to piggyback on what you're saying, actually, because one of my cello students came to my concert with Washington Box Consort last Sunday or Saturday. And when we had our lesson the next week on Wednesday, he basically said, like, I really noticed the difference in your playing and some other people that were in your section. Um like especially your bow control, it was just so fluid. And since you and I have really been working with the bow lately, I just noticed how much better your bow technique was than some of your other colleagues. And I just thought, it's interesting that you say that because you know what? I promise you, half if not 75% of the people in that orchestra would say, oh, yes, I played Bach's Christmas Oratorio many, many times. Oh, yes, I played it many, many times. But that was my first time performing it. You were absolutely elegant. So it's like you said, sometimes it's not playing, it's the energy or lack thereof that's Mm -hmm. brought or not brought to it. You got to love it, plain and simple. If you ever um, see people complain about a a, a DJ and they, they will say, 
I didn't realize the DJ was bad until I went to one and realized the DJ was bad. <laughs> because when they're mi- when you're mixing and blending everything right, you're you're golden. When that DJ is reading the crowd and changing up the music and paying attention to people, you're golden. When you get that one DJ that's like, I'm just going to fiddle with buttons. Or I'm just going to spin the record around. I'm just going to spin the record around. And you know what? Instead of actually blending and beat matching, I'm just going to go ahead, drop this record in every single time. And now I'm not even matching the energy on the floor. Okay, you know what? Everybody was dancing. It was just everything was getting grooving. I threw a slow song on and completely threw everybody off after I sat there and just played some Cardi. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like, that, but see, that's the thing. Like when you're like when you really are in the when you're in the groove when you put yourself in the groove. Yeah. Dear gosh, now the song's in my head. <laughs> but when, body, huh? Body a Cardi. A little, a little, a little. I got, I got it. You know, I got a lot of stuff going on right now. So it's a mix of Cardi. It's not just Cardi. It's a little mix of Cardi, but it is like you know, behind the groove. No, so anyway. Yeah, Vice, Vice City GTA, Lord, they 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 expose me to some music. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's the but it's the same thing. It's like you you have to you really have to put yourself in the music. You just don't learn to play it. You have to really yeah. pay attention. And they that they will say that like when you are like mixing cuz um and to wait your point. Um one of the things with COVID, I was just like, you know what? I need I need a good way to like just kind of relax and have a hobby. So mm-hmm. my turntables, my actual turntables that I, I have, the the sixteens that people swear and love by, I have those at my mom's because I need to have a, a, a have a space to actually put them. So mm-hmm. I went ahead and I got some, you know, some the electronic digital ones, which is really nice to have. You could take anywhere; it's portable. Mm-hmm. And I just do this for me. I went ahead. I worked on a. I, I was just practicing and had a mix. When I went to listen to that, I'm hearing my transitions like what the is going on <laughs> and my friends like hey you got that mix no no you are definitely not hearing this oh gosh like oh i wouldn't know i wouldn't send this to my worst enemy oh dear gosh because i'm just hearing i'm like what was here what i thought i was hearing my headphones is not what the people downstairs were probably hearing when i was up here and i had the place jumping. so you have yeah. to you have to not only put that energy into your music but you have to be willing to pay attention to yourself and i love the way when you're saying that you know you was look you was watching the video and you was paying attention to your play playback so you could get a sense on where you wanted to be which you was like okay i don't like this part this is what i need to focus on a lot of people don't want to do that because they're afraid to face themselves. no they don't do that yeah they like you, you you can't grow if you're not willing to always try and reinvent yourself for better. You have to have that exactly. student mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. With that. Yeah. And I find that teaching really helps that for me at least because you know, when I have to really really talk about bow technique or something like that, it just reinforces my own. Frankly. So again, I'm not surprised that my student was completely mesmerized by my bow technique at that concert. You can you know be this saying? too. You can be this too. If you actually right. do what I was telling you, instead of slacking off, you be this good too. Oh, he's not <laughs> slack. He's not slack. He's an adult student, actually. He's sixty-two years old. He's doing quite well. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I go to Bethesda. Well, I used to go to Bethesda. We do mostly virtually now, but 
Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he's lovely. Very, very nice guy. Actually, he is a um, he's an advisor to the new president of Ghana, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Mm, yes, yes, honey. My students are doing big things. See, this is what Rob gets because he puts me. his foot into his mouth. No, 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 no. See, I was trying <laughs> to go with his mentality. No, no, I was I, going with the mentality that you, you got to work you, for what you for what you, you want. Okay, mm. I was, you know, I, his mentality <laughs> is you can't settle for. Oh, you don't need mess. the cocky bag. I was only. Oh, sorry. You I was only trying to compliment that. I wasn't. Nah, you got a cocky bag. Yeah. He's. She's trying oh to shoot God. me. With, oh my God! Oh my Lord! Y'all don't don't be Kyle Rittenhouse up in there. No, so we're good. So, I'm oh, sorry. I so, Wayne, that. <laughs> so, Wayne, that actually uh, brings up a point which I need to get off my chest, which I'm hoping you can help me with. Because Ooh. whenever I listen to this Christmas, I want to shoot somebody. Because I'm tired Ooh. of people oh keep gosh. remaking this song. And now, whenever I hear, hang on the mistletoe, I, like, like I, I want to cry and not tears of joy. I want to kill somebody. And I don't know what to do. Ah. Oh my gosh, sir! Uh, you know what? Yes, Chris, and I, I and they think you, you, know, you know you know because we were talking about mediocre. That's mediocre. Okay, and how dare that stop is mediocre? Trashing. I'm just gonna sing. Music. I'm just I'm just gonna sing this Christmas because I know I'm I'm gonna get paid. Hang on the mistletoe. Oh. That's why your mask is on upside down. <laughs> oh, well, you're well, you're a chicken. So, Am yeah, I? You want to yeah. call me a chicken? Uh, yeah. Number one, number one, I'm a dog. Oh, wait, oh, wait no, one, you're I'm a, a vulture. That's right, because oh, oh, that's yeah. what because um, that's and, what Lorenzo called and you. And this vulture is about to spill <laughs> oh, whatever vile ven- venom I have in my gut onto you to make sure that you will never call me that again. With that being said, just because you don't understand how this Christmas is a beautiful song and it brings families together and it has a wonderful... It- and it doesn't have to have a wonderful melody. It brings people together. Doesn't mean that you have a right to snag on it, okay? It was that, a nice song. Okay? With, and with that being said, why? what is your hate with African-American um, music? Huh? Uh, no, no, what no. I don't hate, hate black it? music, you okay? You do. You absolutely do. You hate black Christmas Wade music. Wade makes black music. He make, he plays Chet Bach. That, I know. I know. <laughs> There's a difference. I know. He makes. I'm saying he makes so it better. Saying, so I appreciate. I appreciate. You know you're going. You're digging a hole. I'm not this digging hole. any hole. Yo, this hole's at seven feet right now. Do you wait, want me to bury you? So, wait, wait. so, 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 uh, uh, Chris, when yes. you were talking about your experience earlier, <laughs> being tone deaf, uh, and and wait, um, just correlating this with uh, teaching and how you may incur, uh, actually have students who may feel that they are tone deaf i got interested in looking looking it up just a bit and it's you know basically about pitch right i'm seeing it being associated a lot with singing but there's a website where you know a course that uh let me see the hoffman academy a-m-u-s-a-i-a uh yeah hoffman academy and they have tips that they are they give the students or visitors to their website and they break down you know hey if you know if a person's tone deaf you know what can they do and one mm-hmm. of the things that i noticed that they have aside from wanting people to create an account um is that <laughs> they they have some kind of course where i think they teach they try and teach their um customers and students how to get out of that and they just try to break it down by like saying, okay, well, we're going to go over notes and you're going to get used to hearing them. And it's just a matter of teaching. 
Like, okay, so, so like if you can't hear like a, if you can't really hear C flat, right. so forth, that's what they do. So can we? I just want right, to and that's called ear training. That, yes. Yeah, but there is a real term. It's amusia. And it usually happens with people who've had traumatic brain injuries. But not only that, one oh. in twenty people do have it. It is a gen- it's a genetic thing. Okay. So like, interesting. That's I why. That the same thing. That's why I'm not. I never read one. That teacher that I was talking about, his name was Mr. Struthers. He was absolutely amazing. He really did. He worked with every student. Every student there, he worked with. It was never. He's very much, in my opinion, he was like he's like Wade, but of the older generation. Okay. But mm-hmm. no, seriously, like he, there's, so, there's things I don't talk about, but he was like, no, he's like, he didn't mean it. Like, I don't want to work with you no more. He was willing to go the, de- the go, the, okay. go the thing. Distance. Me. But his thing was, he was worried about my self-esteem and my perception because uh... I'm in, I'm in a class with all girls. Everyone's progressing nicely. And I'm the one that's always throwing it off. I'm the one that seems like I'm falling behind. I'm the one that's mm. getting frustrated and like trying to figure stuff out and like asking a lot of questions, not asking in a bad way, but like, wait, and I'm like, Hey, I need to, what about this? What about that? But then he was like, no, he's like, some people are just, and he said tone deaf, but as I got older and I learned more about science and before I graduated from school, he was like, that's probably what it is. Cause he was like, it's not, he's like, I know, you know it cause you can read the notes. And you mm-hmm. can tell the notes and you can, you understand when to stop, when to start, when to breathe and breath control. He's like, but there's something else going on where in your head, you're thinking you're playing C, but I'm really playing E. Or uh, now the trombone was a lot easier because it's positions. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You know right. where to go. The French horn is pretty easy. It's all about key control. Boom. The tuba was the only time I ever hit all my notes in pitch because it's, a much deeper vibration and I felt the vibration playing the instrument more so than I felt the vibrations playing the other two. Yeah. So, and it's, and it's usually if someone says they're tone deaf nine times out of 10, they're not. But for some people, it might be like, Hey, have you had a stroke? Hey, have you been hit in the head? For me, I literally got hit in the head like three different times. I fell off or something and I had a concussion. I had someone throw an apple at me, had a concussion. I've had like three concussions and I, it just got to the point where it's like, I know this isn't the right note, but I'm playing it. it Be sounds- a rapper. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like dyslexia to me. It, it almost sounds like dyslexia, like your brain processes, like you, you, you know when you see it or you say like the input, and then the output is something different. Yeah, you know. So have you ever almost- read my messages? When I send them to the group chat, and I'd be like, oh, shit, that's not the right word. Those aren't, none of those are the words. Like, have you seen the garbage, the, like, originally, like, the garbage, the gibberish I would send? And then, like, I was like, oh, one second, that's the word. That's the right word. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my brain does it's not. A, yeah, it's all on how the brain processes it, but it can be taught. You can, you can, you can train yourself to get out of it is what it sounds like. Yeah. Just because yeah. you're somebody, I mean, honestly, the word tone death now sounds like a lazy word to me because there's so much more into it yeah. that you can overcome if you, you know, really practice that. It sounds yeah. like, and then, uh, and to me, I feel uh, when it comes, well, it's to- also a scientific thing. Yeah. So the real term, like you said, darling, um, it's actually much more elaborate than just tone death. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, a lot of times too, just, you know, when somebody's like, okay, well, you know, maybe I'm tone deaf. It's like, well, you know what? Also think of the instrument you're trying to play because a lot of times you might find 
one instrument, yeah, maybe you can't cut it with that one. You're going to have to spend some more time with it. And then other times there's going to be instruments that you're like, you know what? I got this on lock and you can move with it. I mean, that that happens. I think, um, I don't think anybody just, you know, starts out and says, well, you know what? This is going to be this thing and this is what I'm doing. It's like you find out there are other things that you can do and you know your your limitations. Um, I like, miss the tuba. Like when they would come over, they would see that I had a, I basically had a, a keyboard controller for when I use Fruity Loops. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. when I got this thing, it came with melodics and they were like, oh, hey, you know what? Uh, you can learn how to play piano with it, right? I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this would be, you know, this would be cool because if I want to lay down chords, this is going to be a great way to learn. Now, the thing is, I got to a certain part where I realized my fingers are not long enough to stretch across this keyboard like they they were saying. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, gosh. <laughs> so I had looked it up. And I saw in the YouTube video that someone was like, hey, you know, if you feel like your fingers aren't long enough, that doesn't mean you can't play. You just got to go ahead, do some things and you got to train your fingers. And that's something that I would have to do. I feel like, hey, you know, when, you know, we come into this world, we're going to have the things we can excel at. We're going to have the things that we got to find workarounds for. It just is. It just is what it is. But I feel Mm -hmm. that there's so many musicians, there's so many great minds that you would find like Rob, you brought up Jimi Hendrix, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my favorite song with Jimmy is Purple Haze. This Ooh, man hey. literally made Open a song off of a dream that he had. Well, an uh, experience he had. We'll say that. Acting funny. And then the man called why. it the he got then it was also the album The Experience. But <laughs> the fact that he had this vivid moment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with whatever he decided that uh, was gonna be the vice that day. And he created a song, he played it, and he put every feel into it to the point where you can almost visualize, you know, as he's playing the music. I feel as though everybody always has something that because they had to work around their uniqueness, they come up with something that's brilliant and it's hard for another person to replicate. So I always look at these things of, you know what? That's just a challenge for you to find that thing that you need to find. Yeah. And wait, I can't wait to hear more about uh, the students that you teach. And when you encounter students and like the next time you're on the show, you know, we're able to revisit that and say, okay, so, you know, what new developments did you see? Because I feel like that's always the greatest thing too for a teacher is when you can help that student overcome something that's really frustrating them. Yeah. And they find their they find their energy and they find that that peace and they find that love and everything and they transition into something beautiful. And to hear that you have a student who's doing very well, doing big things also. Yeah. Like yeah. good gosh. Um <laughs> I, right. I, I, financial I just love advisor that. to the president of Ghana, yeah. Right. Like wow. like and imagine somebody have trying to have vitriol towards them. Like, oh, look at you. Look at your age and what you're doing to play. And he's like, okay. And just out of just out of curiosity, where do you work? What do you do? Right. <laughs> you can't right. teach an old dog new tricks. Oh, what, what, what's, what's that? What's that? Oh, you watch people as they come into Walmart and you greet them? 
Oh, mm-hmm. anyway, I'm an advisor oh, okay. to the president in Ghana. So, right. you know, but, but rag on me, <laughs> right, for being because known. Because I'm an adult beginner, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And that's the that's one thing, too. And I'm glad we actually um touching on that. I think people need to stop trying to shut people out because of their age. Mm-hmm. Ageism. Ageism. Yeah, ageism is definitely a thing. And here's, whoo. Wow, I'm so glad that you actually said that because, wow, 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 what a moment, what a moment. Oh, let's, um, let's get into it, let's get into it. I've been wanting to have this conversation for a hot minute. Well, first of all, it's hilarious to me that, um, you know, this new sort of chapter of the show Sex in the City is back. Right. Uh-huh. And just yes. like that. Now, you know, I live for Terry. You know, uh, I'm 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 Terry Bradshaw of the cello. OK, that's me. So, you know, uh, I can't describe it, but Carrie's my girl from the original show. Right. I love Sarah Jessica, you know, love the original show. And um, I was excited when they were saying it was going to come back, you know, for this like limited 10 episode thing. Right. And, you know, when Sarah Jessica Parker posed on the cover of Vogue last month, and she had a beautiful photo spread, which I didn't get to see all of it, but uh, she looked incredible. She looked gorgeous. Still, I think she's 56. She Mm -hmm. looks incredible. And all that's to say is, you know, a lot of people, when the promos and previews and stuff started to come out, people were saying that, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker, you know, she looks bad with gray in her blonde. And I thought, well, what do y'all expect a 50-something woman to look like these days? I mean, she looks damn good, first of all. Second of all, you know, graying is a natural part of life. Like, I started to get gray hair a few years ago just on the side. And frankly, like, I didn't even really care because I had students at that point who were 10 years old so I really didn't care but it's interesting because now I'm almost 40 in April this next year I'll be 40 and you know watching reruns of Sex in the City mm-hmm. now I'm older than they are in fact Carrie I think was 38 at the end of the show right right so now they're older than me again and so it's interesting because it's like watching these first like three episodes on HBO, it's like now I'm looking to the future again or something in the same way that I used to when I used to watch the show when I was in my 20s and they were in their 30s, late 30s. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it's very interesting because, again, this ageism thing is sort of creeping up everywhere. Um, I mean, Charlotte York, Kristen Davis, who's from Columbia, South Carolina, actually, makes an interesting comment in the first episode, if you haven't seen it yet. She basically asked Miranda if she's going to dye her hair red again. And um, Miranda says, why? Is it it so that you can pretend to be whatever age you're still pretending to be? (laughs) And Charlotte was like, "Uh, I'm 55, and I'm proud to be 55. But all that to say is that's an interesting moment even though it's a scripted moment on a television show, because I promise you, that has happened to people. 
Mm-hmm. I was ashamed of my gray for a split second. But then, like I said, I realized, wait a second, I have students who are 10 years old. <laughs> like, that doesn't matter. You know? So it's interesting because, again, I'm almost 40, right? Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because I'm like, well, I'm actually now doing the things that I, well, I don't want to say should be doing, but I'm, I'm getting the advanced opportunities that one would hope would be coming to them by this point in their life. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's really cool because, you know, like I'm not dreading 40, you know, like I'm not like, Oh my God, I'm over the hill. Like I'm not dreading 40 at all. Um, yeah, I'm 42. Because it's <laughs> I know what you, I said I'm 42 and I'm living Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm living um, you know, I'm 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 doing things now that I, I never would have did when I was younger and tried yes. new things that I never would have did when I was younger. So, yes. you know, and I'm I I got the full gray hair going on right now, so Ooh, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm you know. kind of ready for mine to come in. I think it'll look powdery probably. When it does, so I see it as wisdom, wisdom, cute. wisdom hairs. That's right, what I wisdom call them. highlights. <laughs> yeah, wisdom yeah, highlights. That's what I call. Them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're they're coming in, and of course, you know, the interesting thing about starting to get into this age range is um, that you know the dating options change, mm. um, and they actually widen actually because you know, at one point I was talking to a professor, he was. 47. I just met a guy who's 31 and he's actually much more of a gentleman and a, and, and a, and an adult, frankly, than the professor was. Hmm. Can we talk about that? Go ahead. Sorry. Look, look, let's talk all about it. Uh, (laughs) Really? I, I, I just think, you know, for example, I'll just say, uh, J dot, (laughs) J. Dot is very responsive, mm-hmm. communicative, mm-hmm. Um, and helpful. Yes. We met uh, actually a week ago now. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we met a week ago, and um, he's just, he's been very helpful already um, in a genuine way. Mm-hmm. Um, my microwave is on the fridge. I'm about to have to order a new one like tomorrow, so it gets here this week. Mm-hmm. So all that to say is um, he's an engineer, went to Yale Business School, so, you know. I like uh, it, I like it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, fine piece of milk chocolate, honey. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yes. Feels like the so, love connection. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just interesting how <laughs> things are just moving along at a nice pace because the communication, like I said, is real, genuine. He's very helpful. Um like I sent him a message yesterday afternoon just being like, hey, like, what do you know about microwaves? Dot, dot, dot. And he sent me a message back and he was like, um, you know, do you want something that attaches to the wall or a countertop? What what color are you interested in? What price range? And he sent me like three different links, which I, you know, was thankful to receive. And so of course I said, you know, thank you so much for helping me with this. I'll let you know which one I decide to look into. So that's kind of one of the things I'm going to be doing today. But again, it's just, interesting how he just stepped right up you know what i'm saying step right up yeah. and say yes i'm gonna help you with this um there you, you go know, and i appreciate investment. that versus, that's an you know, investment emotional investment <laughs> exactly it is and i mean you know i i went home this past week 
which I think was a great thing, you know, uh, to go home and, and be with my family because I really haven't been home in about two years. Mm-hmm. And so it was really interesting just to sort of be kind of texting each other, but there's no pressure, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just all very there. And I felt like with, for example, 47-year-old, like, he actually unmatched with me because he was because he was being vague about a time regarding a specific conversation that uh, we wanted to have before we even like tried to get together for another drink. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, I was asking you what time you wanted to, uh, you know, talk because I've got some things going on today." At the time, I was trying to get this, you know, application stuff together. So all that to say is. Uh, when I hear from him later that night, I got a message from Match, you know, to sort of, you know, get on, you know, they give you those prompts all the time. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, okay, well, let me just see what's, what's up. You know, Match with me, child. <laughs> I will say this is I don't know what it is because I've had the same experience. If it's a old, someone that's older than me, I'll give you an example. There was a 46 year old man. We were, everything was going great. Cool. I was like, okay, maybe this is a good match for me. And they do mm-hmm. something, and it's just like, yo, why are you acting like you're 17 again? Like, if you don't like what right. I asked. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Right. Exactly. But then recently, not like literally two men are the same age. They're, young, they're the same age as my brother. Like, my brother's going to be 30 next year. So they're like 31. They're a year older than my brother, mm-hmm. which I'm like kind of weird. Not weird, but I feel weird about it because I'm like, I, I understand. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm not, I don't want people to think, well, were you were like, you know, with this day and age. But they have been the gentlemen they have brought me stuff like when i say buy me stuff i don't mean like buying me like a full mint coat like i do trivia at night this one dude like i i did not know if he was flirting with me or not he has brought me two bottles large 750 mil bottles of beer twice and i was like are you flirting with me are you just being nice are you right but come to find out, he well, he was just being nice. But he then he was like, well, I was flirting with you. But he's like, I don't think you pick up on cues. But then he's like, yeah, I don't mind paying for dinner, taking taking someone out to dinner, and all this other stuff. And they've been gentlemen. They're like, how was your day? How was work? Did you do X, Y, and Z? They remember stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> sirs, like, yeah, the effort, the effort is there. Yeah. The, there's an old creed. The, the, there's a song by Creed called Signs where he says, this is not about age. Time served on the earth doesn't mean you grow in mind. That is absolutely true. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It really it, is. It doesn't mean you grow in mind. It all depends on, you know, people grow at different at different phases. You know, there's mature 25 years olds and there's people in their 50s acting like they're, you know, petty. They're, they're doing petty teeny bopper things, you right. know? It does, you know. That's not what you got to go by. You got to really sit down and, you know, find out who that person really is, regardless of what age they are. Hey. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And you know, with J Dot, he's just so open about himself and just, um, just like I said, very open to communication. And I think that that's extremely important because nowadays, communi- the real art of communication is lost. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's just kind of about a quick text. There's barely any punctuation. Most of the time, you're literally having to decipher stuff like it's a code. It's just, I, I, I can't do it. 
I mean, so, that's what you specialize uh, in, actually, is communication, because music is communication, and you take exactly. it seriously. So you want the other person to be able to communicate with you yes. on a yes. frequency that makes sense. And, and it's, I feel and it's like clear. we are on the same wavelength frequency. I yeah. mean, he's actually very interested in the cello. In fact, he has a cello. He was taking some virtual lessons, like beginning with somebody that didn't work out. So that's part of how we matched, which I think is hilarious. (laughs) So again, it just shows he has probably a latent talent for the cello, and let's see how it develops. We going, man, 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 we got to make this happen. We got to make this happen. (laughs) I'll tell J-Dot you said so. We're going to a concert (laughs) on Tuesday. There you go. We're going to a concert on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I like it. I, like I want to be like. Chuck, oh yeah, it's gonna... I want to be like Chuck mm-hmm. Willery. So Wade, how did the date end? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be asking him out again? <laughs> I mean, you know, we'll see. I have an outfit already planned, so you know. Hey, it's a Christmas concert, so I'm thinking sequin blazer. Uh, ooh, <laughs> just you know, black t-shirt, sequin blazer, white coat, I Olivia like... Pope-ish. Simple, easy, but still sparkles. Shows your sparkling personality. Right, right. Just a little bit of flair for the festivities of the season, you know. <laughs> and a good gauge on is will he be enamored by it or will he have moments of, hmm? I think he will be enamored by it. Wonderful, wonderful. I think he will be like, that looks cool on you. There you go. Like this is a statement piece, you know. Just wear basic jeans and boots with it. You know, I don't, I don't have to do anything more than than wear the sequin blazer. Exactly. It's it's those it's those subtle little keys that let you know something about the person. You know yeah. how they exactly. react. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like exactly. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. He was actually saying last week. Um, you know, when Ailey comes to the Kennedy Center again, he really wants to go because he can't wait for another excuse to wear his tuxedo. I said, oh. Okay. <laughs> so if he's talking about a tux, then I think the sequin blazer will be okay. That is yes. <laughs> that is already a key sign that he is on the same wavelength as you with fashion. Very much so. Yes. Do you yes. know how to tie but a bow also, tie? I do. Cause I that that's like the final that's like the final threshold of like the ensemble for men is being able to tie. I can't do it. I can tie a Windsor, but I can't do a bow tie. Can you, can you L listen, you're talking to somebody that would always look like he has mafioso shirts on because whenever I put a tie together, I I hack my way into having a tie on. So it looks good, but let me, (laughs) let me tell you, I'm in, I'm in there while, you know, my like uncle, my grandfather would have been like, all right, here you go. I'm sitting there like, okay, we're going to make this look look good, and I'm going to be the only one that knows that I cut corners. This is probably <laughs> not how you do it. The winds are huh. not. I, whatever. I got a tie on, and I'm dressed to kill. The words That's of the, the day only thing that is, matters. The words of the day is clip on. <laughs> excuse you. Clip oh, on. hold on. Excuse Whoa. you. I don't know. Hold on. No, now, I don't put no clip ons on. I, I, nah, I, I don't put not, no clip ons on either. I I'm won't saying, stoop that if, low, sir. If and I gotta also, wear a bow tie, uh, if I gotta wear a bow tie, I'm gonna be clipping it. I'm just keeping it a bow tie. Well. Huh? He's amazing at tying bow ties. I gave him, I wanted to give him a bow tie for Christmas a few years ago. 
Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yes, the final level of dapperness is the bow tie. That's what I'm saying. Now, I you, agree, and I love a good bow tie. Yeah, yeah. And if you and for those who cannot, uh, you know, get down with the bow tie, if you're having issues with the bow tie, there's always a really great shirt that you are able to buy a really awesome dress shirt that they will in place of that because they're meant not to have a tie on they will have a nice chain on it it will look fabulous the reason i know this is because when i went to prom that's exactly the shirt i got and it wasn't so i had no choice i could say i could have a a bow tie but to match my prom date i had to go ahead and make sure i accessorize properly i got Mm -hmm. this dress shirt this dress shirt and it had a gold chain that wraps around from one end collar to the other, right? So mm-hmm. to make it really stand out, I went and got matching cufflinks. So her favorite color was her favorite color was blue. So on the cufflinks, I had got a light accent blue. It was just enough to match her, and it wasn't overbearing. So that way, when I stepped in there with her and I was taking these photos with her, I actually was on point. <laughs> I was so on point. I was really so on point that it, when I when me and her started talking. It was, I step out, I get out the limo, and she says, okay, you really went all out for this. And at that time, we was just friends. We were just friends because this is also when I learned about rebounds. You got to be careful about them. But uh, (laughs) the very next day, I get a call like, so, uh, you know, where can we take this thing? And I'm sitting there like, okay. And she was like, "It it was the suit. She's like that was it. She was like the suit was the 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 last piece. Mm-hmm. I should have worn that suit all throughout the relationship because then I still had a relationship. They come running just as fast as they can because every girl's crazy about a short oh, dress. Oh my gosh, sir! <laughs> but 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 you know, but that's that's one thing. I, I love this conversation about fashion because a lot of people don't realize that when you go out, you're trying to get to know uh, somebody else, right? Yeah, trying to see where they're at what they think about themselves. The first thing that's always going to come to mind is how they dress for an occasion, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Do they dress to match your vibe or are they dressing like they just woke up, looked in the closet, say, okay, this will work, right? Or are they dressing like, hey, I'm competing with you because, okay, now you're looking good. Now watch me. Because you have the, (laughs) you have, you have folks that would do that. But the great thing is even if they're dressing like that, that's always the cat and mouse. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 will, I will tell yeah. you, there is moments where I'm thinking, okay, I already know we're going to, I already know we might be going to a function. I'll be going somewhere with my wife. And if we got to, if we got to get dressed and everything, now I'm going to dress in the way that's like, all right, cool, I'm, I'm ready for this event. Now, I already, you know, I already did everything I had to do. That's, boom, I'm married, right? Mm-hmm. So I can be a little lax if I want to just a little bit but the thing is i never let myself go so lax that i forget that i still do the things that made this merch happen in the first place right so i will there's the reinvestment yeah i will literally have i will literally have uh something ready and wait i'll I'll tell you i haven't done it in a while just because um just eczema but i used to have an arsenal with cologne and gosh, the arsenal, the arsenal was the thing. And I could never, and it always tripped me out. Cause if we went out and it was like a, a group event and I always had that one friend, they put their clone on and I would try and stop them and say, I'm sorry, this is not going to work. They like, what? I was like, you sprayed so much. 
You're, I'm like, how the, how fond are you of this person, this, this lady that we, you're meeting up with? Oh, yeah. And they would look and they would be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, how long y'all been talking? Has this been a couple months? Like, is this, a, is this clink, clink? Like, are you in? Or are you still waiting to get that, that go pass? Like, what are you doing? Are you in the airport right now, ready to go? Or are you still waiting for a connecting flight? What's yeah. happening? That's- and good gosh, the, the, the cologne will be the killer. And I put this on everything. Wouldn't listen to me. We went out. I'm watching his date checking somebody else out. <laughs> yeah. This man Ooh. goes to the bathroom. She looks at me. She says, I'm sorry. She's like, your friend, this cologne. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and I was like, I tried to tell him. I tried to tell him. That, She's yeah. like, you a good, you a good friend. She's like, so you letting them down? Like, how? Because we're having a whole conversation, yeah. and my date, my date was sitting there like, okay, <laughs> this is really happening. That's like, yeah, that's, oh, man. right. And he comes back, and I'm looking at him like this conversation we just had, and she's like, I gotta go. She paid. She paid. She actually paid for us. She paid for him. She's like, I had an emergency. We will talk later. <laughs> she patted, and she gave him the pat on the shoulder. Oh, damn. Oh. Pat on the shoulder. Hey, we're going to talk later. I got to go. She gave the tuck on the old the shoulder. The tuck on the shoulder. <laughs> I have to go. Mm. And show enough, on her way out, I see dude get up. Walk out. <laughs> walk out. He comes back. Talk to his homeboys, and he look at me. I look at him, and he's just like he he puts his hands up like my bad. I, I didn't know, and I'm looking at signaling him like them's the brakes. <laughs> we get home. I set this friend down, and to this day, he likes to hit me up every once in a while. Like yo, I still can't believe <laughs> that she told y'all. I'm like, you married now. He's like, but I was like, you married now. He's like, yeah, but the signal, she really, they had a signal. I'm like, there was a signal. This man, because when he met his wife, she literally said, and that this is the part I love the most. She literally said, thank you for that day when you warned him about cologne and how to put it on and yeah. what not to do. He also, side note, because it's the biggest laugh. That was Artemis that he sprayed all over himself. For those who remember Artemis. Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? So, so Mm. now mind you, his wife, lover, literally was like, thank you. (laughs) And just so, and just so you know, I bought all his cologne. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) He is not allowed. He is not allowed to buy anything. He can smell it. But I'm the one that buys it mm-hmm. because body chemistry is a thing. So when it you go is. out and you're you're trying to you're trying to match vibes, you're trying to see. That's a note for people. Like know your vibe, and and and, and if you're going to wear a suit, especially if you put a bow tie on, you need to act like you got that bow tie on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hell to the no no no. Like how did? Oh my god! Now I'm just. Oh hell no. What? Oh gosh. This is why I hate men. What? Oh, what? Lord. What? I hate men. I just hate men. Explain. 
Cause how you gonna put something with that much patchouli on and not know that you're gonna stink up the whole place? Now Listen. you're messing up the taste of the food. You now know, I'm tasting you know your cologne with my food. You know what's weird? The the biggest culprits of this are like salespeople to me. Salespeople, especially people that are like face to face, will will put so much cologne on. Like they'll shake your hand. It's on your hand. It's in the office. Like this guy left the office. And the scent was still there the rest of the day. I can't blame. Mm-hmm. Can I have it, the gun? Yeah, oh Lord, just, <laughs> I can't blame salespeople, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Well, listen, if you have a really, if you have a really um, lazy salesperson, I don't think you are going to get recommendations or know what you need to know about a certain fragrance. However, a really good one, and in all my case, it has always been when I when I would buy cologne, I would go to Macy's. But I had a I had a a strategy, and that was to get to know the people that mm-hmm. I would be you know shopping with. And it was always I would go on I would go on a Friday. Uh, shout out to Tina who worked at Macy's. <laughs> I would Are we talk- talking about the same one. Um, what was this? This was it's back Owens Mills. Okay, never mind. Yeah, but I would always go to Owens Mills. It'd be a Friday night, and I would stop passing. I'm like, Tina, you got anything new? And she would be like, Okay, first of all, what's your mood? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Mellow. She's like, Second of all, okay, what season are we looking in? Because you mm-hmm. got to think about seasons, right? Mm-hmm. I I had a whole I had a whole list that I would go through with her. And she would tell me, she'd be like, come back next Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting you buy anything right now. Come yeah. back next Friday. I would come back, and it would just, she would place out three. She'd be like, this is what we just got in. She's like, but I don't like that. It's new. They're going to try to hype it. You don't want that. She'd be like, but you, because of your personality and, you know, just the, the season and your mood, this is what you get. I would always end up with the one they're not trying to hype up. They've had it for a while. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for everybody, but it worked for me. Yes, because body chemistry is a thing. It really when is. you are buying, when you are buying anything, whether it be cologne, whether you're getting a suit, you always want to try and get to know the people that you're going to be spending money with because it, it works. Matter of fact, uh, I have one that was called Fresh. Right, I found this at the gallery downtown. Mm-hmm. God was just like, hey, I see you come in all the time. He's like, but I got something I know you're going to like. And he pulled it out. The bottle, $25. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, somebody would walk in. Oh, that's Curve. I want to buy Curve. Because what are they doing? They're promoting Curve. What are they promoting? Ew, I don't like yeah, Curve. Yeah. I, hate curve. Mm-hmm. I think that should be a day. Somebody wears Curve. Okay? They better be rich. If they they win curve, they not rich. That's a problem because I can't say me personally that scent. I'm like I can't do it. But that was the thing. You make connections. Yeah. You learn, and then when you're meeting somebody and they're trying to match energy, you can figure out where they're at. Because I'll tell you right now, anything that I would if I was wearing cologne, I'd be asking my wife, "How's the smell?" And she does that with my deodorant, and I put this on everything. Old Spice. We talking about like the forties. Them Old Spice commercials sometimes will make me think, is this really where we're going? Because old, old Spice, is this what I'm going to be doing? Because when I think of Old Spice, I think of my grandfather, Western Peace. But damn if they wouldn't have stuff that worked. 
But oh my gosh, and, and wait, I, I I I tell you, don't let me be somewhere and somebody's like, well, you know what? Let me go ahead and get to know Wade. Wade, if I'm happen to be in the area and they got cologne on and I smell Old Spice and they didn't take the time to make sure those blend and match well together, you're going to get something on Twitter. Don't do it. Don't do it. Ladies, look at you, I, man. I'm then smelling it. Don't then do it. This person didn't mix their sense right. Don't do it. Yo, you want to hear something stupid? Somebody told me they used to brush their teeth with Old Spice soap. Hear me out. What? Hear me out. We need to. St- oh, I don't. I don't know. If and I, I was hear the like, rest of this. "What?" And they explained why. And I was like, "Oh, I wonder how many women you caught." He's like, "I caught nothing but sand flies while I did it." <laughs> my God. See, this is why I don't wear. I don't see. I don't even wear cologne like that. I, I'm a believer in the natural scent. Like you know, I wear like deodorant and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm a believer in the natural sense that you give off that attracts the person to you. You know what I'm saying? Huh? You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't feel that? Y'all don't, y'all, y'all don't feel that? No. Wade, Wade you got Wade, anything for that? Wade, don't do it. Um, I don't think I have a natural sense, frankly. We I all, mean, when I bathe, I sound like I smell like whatever I bathe with. But no, we all, but no, this is factual. We all have our own unique scent to us we do, based that on attracts our, diet, our mate. Our genetic. mate picks up on the scent and it and it attracts to them. See, here's the problem. You're talking about pheromones. Yes, it's kind of sort of true. However, due to the fact that women take birth control, we can't, we don't naturally attract what mate will work best for us. If you're talking about pheromones and pheromones, now, I don't know how I got with my wife then because she always said she liked it, and I got I don't know. Well, then that was she was meant to be yours. She is she was destined for you. Y'all are soulmates. Y'all will be happy forever and have a yeah. beautiful life <laughs> and mature into old age. I for the rest lucky. of us, I got lucky. I'm yeah. funky. Yeah. I ain't got time to try to attract someone that wants to deal with my funk, <laughs> aka showers, aka. But I ain't funky light. though. No, well, I mean that's what you say because you've no. been smelling yourself since you were forty-two years old. No, well, no, I know I'm nose blind. Okay, <laughs> oh, I'm just God. saying. I'm just saying. So I you just admitted that you might be funky, but you I'm can't not tell. funky. Oh I wear old. <laughs> you probably are a Look, little funky. My old, oh my God, my old spice captain, my captain. Now we're not okay. doing this. Listen, you will not bring Walt Whitman and Abraham Lincoln's horrible ass poem into this conversation right now. Car- you oh, may want to use a little bit of God. something, something, and just see how it works. It doesn't have if to be all fun- So what you saying? I'm funky right now? Is I can't that what you t- Well, unfortunately, I can't tell because he's masculine. Has since you're, you know you're lucky about that. So, uh, <sighs> so you know, just thinking about the conversation, uh, just a little for a little fun. Clothing item you see. On a blind date, that's an automatic. We can't do this. I'm I get to check, please, before you pants. even sat down. Red sweatpants. Rob, gold hoops that are half the size of your head. Wait, why are you always going for African American <laughs> oh, culture? Oh, oh, so okay. why it gotta be? A, see, why oh. it gotta be a black yeah. one? Why he, couldn't it be a white woman? He does woman? not want to round so, the this, this, this is this is. So, wait, I should ask you first because I honestly wait. I, I'm so sorry. Just, what is your what is your response, Wade? I really don't even know. I mean, I can't. I don't know. I mean, I just don't know. I mean, I really can't imagine that a piece of clothing would turn me off to a person per se. But I mean, I don't know until it happens. I can sense this <laughs> off of you right now. It's not a piece of clothing. It's either A, the confidence he's wearing when he comes on to this day, or B, if he is wrinkled. If that shirt is wrinkled, the pants are wrinkled, or it just looks like they didn't take at least a five seconds to like stretch it, shake it out. Also, I feel like if the socks 
unnaturally unhinges the outfit, I think that might leave you with a, hmm, let me take this slow. Yeah, I mean, hmm. I think that I could see that, the energy. It, I, I really think it'd be the energy. Yeah, because, you have to just come come with a good energy. And if yeah. the energy is not there, then, yeah, I'm not going to feel that. Yeah. But, I mean, you dress how you dress. One dresses how they dress. I mean, I can't dictate how somebody dresses because what for them may not be for me and vice versa, but I'm not going to stop them from wearing what they want to wear to express themselves. I mean, like I, I said, I'm, I'm Carrie Bradshaw of the Jello, so, I mean, you know, I'm always wearing something crazy. It's um, the wrinkles. The wrinkles are going to offset you. You're going to be like, hmm, you couldn't, or couldn't if, go to the dry cleaner real quick? You couldn't on it? Right, or if there's a little more effort. Or exactly. if the right guard go. went left. Oh, yeah. B.O. would be a problem. Yeah, oh. we'll see. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but that also goes into the, that goes into the energy, too. I'll, I'll, right, I'll, right. Because you didn't put enough energy into getting yourself together for this. The speed stick slowed up. I worked with a person who she 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 went horseback riding uh, every weekend, and she would leave from horseback riding to come into work, mm-hmm. and we would I, we would be working from twelve to close, mm-hmm. so it'd be twelve to you know twelve to ten, yeah. you know, and I really had to battle with smelling the horse mm. oh Each yeah and every imagine. time and it just and i was like, was like a, a manure nice, was it like a manure it, it, it was just listen mm. it, it, it was bad <laughs> it was i can't i can't describe <laughs> it i just know it was bad she was in full farm girl <laughs> i would yeah and i would have because this was back when there was electronic boutique and uh we would you know just be at the counter and I would find any reason to go straighten up the store, even <laughs> if I've been in that section like 50 times in the past 20 minutes. I <laughs> even had customers who they came in and I would be like, can you do me a favor? Can you go over there and flip those couple games off the shelf, like in the back? Just go ahead, flip the cases <laughs> off. And they would be like, well, huh? And I'm like, just trust me on this. It's okay. I just need something to do. And they be like, oh, okay. And you know, when I ring them up and they, they go do that for me, you know, when she's not looking, of course, or sometimes mm-hmm. they would just go do it. And she'd just be like, what's going on over there? And I'm like, oh, I, I got I it. need a break. Right. <laughs> and I, you know, one thing I think that would maybe turn me off, like you said, the vibe, but also just a floppy look. Like, for example, not on a personal date, but I had a colleague at the Orchids program who had a coat and there was a big rip on the side of it and she continued to wear it as if nobody would notice it. Mm. And it was very just kind of like... That's just sad to me. Well, I don't even know what to say about it. It was just... I want to ask a weird question. Go ahead. I I just didn't understand it. It's It's like... you have a winter coat that has a little rip on the side, but you're still wearing it. Just get another coat or get that repaired at least. I mean, it was just trifling looking. That's the only coat they could afford. Well, no, it wasn't the only no. coat this white girl could afford. Believe me. Let me tell you. Oh, okay. That right there. That <laughs> when, when you start seeing that, that's how. That's also how I used to target customers. I would look at what they were wearing, and for most of the time, unless they showed off, showed up unhinged and they had a moment of unhingedness or uncertainty, most of my customers that used to spend money, money, 
they would come in real raggedy looking. They would either, I'll tell anyone, raggedy customers, black customers, um, L- the LGBTQ, oh my God, I, I, I love them. They were the best customers. They really were. And um, Asian customers. Those four groups, you could get a hundred to two hundred dollars out of them every sale, no questions. And you just had to get. So if she had that big rip in her coat, I know I just would have to talk about how how beautiful her hair was, give her samples. Yeah, but make, she always looked disheveled. Yeah, she. Yeah. yeah, she's not that type of person. She's yeah. definitely not trying to hide money. She's yeah. just. She's a disheveled person, but I get, I guarantee you all that disheveledness. She would be like, I don't know how you got me to spend a hundred dollars on cookies, ma'am. You need these cookies. And in the back of my head, I'm like, you need them because you ain't going to buy no fresh clothes. I just want you to go ahead and be, be happy. Be happy <laughs> with your horrible life decisions looking like this. Um, <laughs> with that being said, you said your birthday was in April. I I want to say, are you a Taurus? Yes, right on the first day of it, too. Because, mm. mm-hmm. okay, okay, hear me out, hear me out. Because I was like, he's, it's a to- it was a toss-up <laughs> between Virgo and... Taurus and Libra, but I was like, no, nah, he isn't very flirty, so I know it's not Libra. So it's either Virgo or Taurus. And I said, once you said that the disheveled look, I said, oh, that's a Taurus right there. That's definitely a Taurus trait. Yeah, because I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna look put together. Yes. I don't care if I'm wearing a velour sweatsuit or a suit, like you know, suit and tie. I'm gonna look right. Yes. Okay. With that being said, you're about to go through 18 months of transfer. I don't know if you believe in spirituality, astrology, all that good stuff. You might not. And if you don't, I'll stop right now. I do. Okay. So you're about to, from what I've been reading, um, Tauruses and Scorpios are about to go through. One, I just came out of it. I did not like the last 18 months of my life. I can tell you that. It has been hellfire. I've been wanting to kill people. No, that's bad. been wanting to hurt people, maim people. Like, I have been checking stuff. I've been watching people, how they treat me. Y'all are about to do the same thing because our the Sagittarius-Gemini cycle ended yesterday. Technically, it ended two weeks ago, but it fully ended yesterday because of the full moon in Gemini. It's mm-hmm. about to go into Taurus-Scorpio. So, you're about to have 18 months of very hard transformation in a lot of areas of your life. Specifically, love, money, and self, um, self-identity self into the world. On top of that, you got that, v- that Venus Capricorn retrograde. A lot of people like to say, oh, it's about love. No, it's not. It's about your money. Venus is about money. Venus loves money. Venus, no, seriously, Venus is about... Oh, I believe you. Oh, yeah. I'm with so, you. for way, with him saying, like, oh, there's this the new job coming up, these things, and he's seeing some, some, um, certain things that he's brought into his life coming into play it's all examples it's he's about to go through another transformation it's yeah. kind of like going through your seven cycle saturn return i hate that ish too but it's a little different because this one is going to be more about self-reflection um self self-reflection self your self-worth self-identity and your relationship sector have fun mm-hmm. <laughs> So that was free, by the way. Yeah, that was a free. When, yeah, every every guest, every guest that we've had had on the show, Chris like will break down this, their zodiacs and just look at things in such a way, and then we'll be like, you know, you're going to see this happening. Just stay on this path, and I'll be sitting there like. How does she get this? Like she's like, what is this? Like five for five, six for six now? Like uh, five? I don't know. I, yeah, you're like yeah. she just she hasn't missed yet. That that's the one thing that we can we can surmise is that I kind of missed with Ace because I didn't say it, but I wrote it down. Well, no, but you was on. You was you was still on point though. You was still on point, mm-hmm. and then that's the thing that is she's got me to a point where now I actually take 
I actually take Zodiacs a lot more seriously now because I remember saying to us, like, you know what? I don't remember, but somebody was looking at my nail chart and I got some kind of moon. I don't remember. I don't remember my son either. I, I think it was the Aries was the rising uh, Gemini moon. It's a Gemini moon. Gemini moon. <laughs> yeah. And then what was the other one? The sun. Uh, you still have an Aries sun, but I can't remember your rising. Your rising is something else. Was it, it a, was it um, Pisces? It might be Pisces because it conflicts with Rob's rising. Hence why, like, y'all get along, but y'all really do. <laughs> y'all be like, we both got guns at each other. Like, at any time, right. we will shoot. But it won't be. It's like friendly fire. Yeah, it's, I think you said Pisces. Uh, like, But I would tell people, I said, you know what? I started thinking about this stuff a little bit more just on that that wavelength because people would always have jokes and I'm like, you know something? I'm starting to realize that goddamn fire signs, we are nuts. This pod, <laughs> this podcast is being sponsored by Christine's future oh my fu- God. future site. Oh, don't say future site because oh, that get in trouble. Just oh, Lord, insight, don't, just don't insight, know. insight. Okay, we'll work on the title. Oh we'll my on gosh, it. but no, uh, but um, no, we you know we always love having you on the show. And, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I and I. I I said, and I said on a couple episodes ago, I said, listen, we're not doing any more guests this year unless it was Will and Wade <laughs> and Ben. I was like, that's the only guest that we're going to have to show on the rest of the, this year. This is actually technically not even, I mean, the Christmas a, episode. This is technically a, will yeah. be a Christmas episode because of this week. I, yeah, I don't even consider him like a guest, you know, like in terms of a guest like <laughs> listen well yeah well see we are uh, to me he's like somebody that just come that just comes over the house well you know that's how I mean? we yeah but yeah, you know but yeah. that's usually how we that's usually how we we get down but yeah. no there's there's two people that it's always like hey if you pop up on the show it's almost like we got a we really got a fourth mic yeah yeah you know yeah, so yeah. it's like sometimes three angry black people but it's like nah you know we got a guest on so it's four angry black people today or it's yeah. like three angry black people what are you know it's a guest that comes over and it's not even so much a guest it's like oh hey there was on the show yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah. so i just love it because your progression everything that you were doing is just immaculate and I love it, you know, you, and you just, just keep going, keep actually speaking and putting your truth out there and your energy and your vibe, because that, I think it comes full circle. Um, I'm one of those people who I'm starting to actually believe in affirmations a lot more, you know, you speaking into existence, but I've always been that person that I'm like, nothing comes out, you know, comes without the hard work and you actually putting yourself for it. And sometimes people say hard work. And I was like, you know what? Sometimes the hard work is just you actually making the effort Mm -hmm. because some people it's, Hard work and they thinking, oh, man, I'm going to have to do some heavy lifting. No, the hard work was you actually saying that I want to do this thing and you start trying. Yeah, but the affirmation is the mind is the mindset, though. That just goes a part of the work that you're putting in is putting yourself in that mindset that this is going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's a beautiful thing when it does. It really, really is. It is. Yeah. Weight is such an inspiration to me as well. Like. He just, I mean, I mean, it it, it just amazes me because to me, you know, again, he has he has double duty of 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 being in a sector where people don't expect a person of color to be, and the fact right. that and the fact that you're representing that, 
and you know your standard your standard of excellence is a example to everybody of what they can of what they can achieve look it like if he can do it you can do it there's no there's no excuse if you put in the work if you have a passion for whatever you have a passion for it can happen Wade right. is the perfect example. Wade, 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 you are the perfect example of that. You are the personification of excellence in your art, and it's always it, it, it it's always a blessing having you. Oh, thank you, my goodness! Thank you, thank you, thank you. I just appreciate being appreciated um, because you know a lot of people don't. So it's just nice to know who is really here. And in my corner, and you know, trying to make sure that I keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing, okay. and holding me right to it. Oh yeah, you know, because that's the other part. I got to make sure that people are holding me right to it. Um, yeah, it's not just gas. Yeah, yeah, we ain't gassing. Nobody yeah. gassing here. You know, yeah. like that, that's know. the that's the one thing. Um, like we don't we don't gas on the shows. Like we like to uplift. And, you know, people may hear that and says, oh, well, you know, you're just doing it because of the guests. Like, no, we like to see people win. We actually had uh, somebody I won't I won't call them out because I didn't know them personally. But we had somebody that really changed their tune based on the guests that we had because they were like, oh, yeah. well, you know, who was this individual? And we the, the person that we had on the show was somebody that actually worked with Marvel. So when they didn't oh. understand our excitement, you know, right. it's because they didn't recognize they didn't recognize the name. Right. But when right. we had somebody who they did recognize, they like, oh, y'all moving up. It's like, listen, we've been on a whole different level. And, right. And we like to we like to bring creatives on the show that really are doing things behind the scenes or just doing things, period. And that's because there are so many people that are wondering if they can actually achieve something. Yeah. Right. And then it's all just like, how do you do it? What goes into it? Because there's a lot that goes into it, but that's part of the work too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of times, like I actually connected with somebody recently that is, uh, she, I want to say, I'm not going to say a script writer, I, but I, I want to say she's in on the production side. She works for Nickelodeon. <gasps> right. Oh, okay. And she's a black woman. There's a black woman. And a lot of times people don't realize like you have we are doing some amazing things. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many people that honestly are just, you know, really thinking if they can achieve something or if they can do something. Like, you know what? There's so many creative outlets and so many of us in these positions. Yes. And there's so mm-hmm. many more sectors that need to be filled. But we're right. doing it. And we have people that are out there. But when you know, when we don't take the time to look and verify this for ourselves, we miss out, you know, because so, yeah. that somebody might be really thinking that, oh, you know what, I'm at this age. I don't actually know if I can achieve this. I don't know if I should still do it. I got this business idea. I don't know if I should get it off the ground. Mm-hmm. And what really helps that person is when they see somebody that's really doing it. One of the guests that um, we we're going to have on the show at uh, some point. I just haven't reached out to her yet, so I'm waiting till we uh, get things set up, new studio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She actually does a lot of work, photography work, with an iPhone. She, her, oh. uh, as part of building her career, she started with the iPhone and taking pictures and editing them to the point that 
she was not only uh, a speaker uh, for TED because she did a TED talk, but she's also somebody that has worked with Adobe, been a part of Adobe Max. Uh, She's done a lot of creative things. She's actually like, um, I think one of the more recent things, she was in the ad for Logitech. She's really, she's really, you know, built herself up and she keeps, she continues to do these things. And so she, when she tells a story, she is, is brilliant. And a lot of times people will sit there and be like, Oh, well, this person did this or, and they, you know, they're doing this. It's like, you'd be surprised what you can start with. You'd be very surprised. Yeah. You know, some people think they have to have the best equipment. They have to get the best teachers. Like, you know what? You'd be surprised how many people said, I want to do this thing. And they went on YouTube and then they started watching Mm -hmm. videos and then they took themselves seriously. They made some moves and they got themselves into a space they never thought they'd be in, but it was because they were Mm -hmm. passionate about it. And that's just what it is. And that's why I like bringing guests on. That's why I love having you on the show because not only do you share what's going on and how you're challenging the people that are trying to challenge you, you also show that, Hey, and the midst of people actually trying to go and bring me down, I'm actually taking the time to pull the seat right from under them, let them know what it is, and I'm actually still doing me. I'm being brilliant in what I'm doing, and I'm connecting the dots that I want to connect. And I think that's so important. That's why when I love when people have their nose up, say, well, who's this? Like, you know, something they're doing something amazing. And if you would actually stop trying to hold your nose up in the air mm-hmm. and actually take the time right. and listen to the episode, mm-hmm. you might learn something and walk <laughs> away with something. Yeah, we, yeah. We had Keith Knight on the show. A lot of people sat there and was like, oh, Keith Knight, well, who's that? Well, if you watch the show Woke, that's him. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh, OK, whatever. But then I hear those kind of responses. Yeah. And I think to myself, you know what? This is somebody that's battling internally right now what they want to do in life. Yeah. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier, how people hear you brag about your wins. Mm-hmm. They consider it to be bragging. And it's not even so much bragging. It's patting yourself on the back and saying, you know what? I accomplished this. Yeah. And you know mm-hmm. what? I'm good at this. And I'm going to let yep. everybody know I'm good at it because mm-hmm. I know I'm good at it. That's the difference between confidence and arrogance right there. You know, the confidence is knowing is knowing that you can do it. The arrogance is having self-doubt and still saying it. But you know, yeah. you know, but a lot of times when people hear it, they automatically think that somebody's just bragging. It's, and, and you know what? And the thing is to keep ourselves going, because when we are in the space where we're doing what we want to do, a lot of times people don't realize that's work in itself. You have to yeah. you have to let yourself know when you got to improve on something but you also got to let yourself know when you're doing some awesome things how about we enjoy life for a second you know i mean i'm 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 a major victim of that because i'm so tough on myself you know when i'm on screen or when i'm doing something and all i see are the negative things that i've done and i don't take a moment to say you know what look how far i've come from where i started Mm -hmm. and when i realize Mm -hmm. that i take a moment to say you know what Maybe I should give myself a little bit more credit for what I've done. Maybe I shouldn't always. I mean, yeah, there's things I can improve. But if you don't look at the whole picture, then you can just be miserable the whole time. And I don't want to be miserable. You know, Well, so. that's the thing. Most people never look at the good. And yeah. you really have to acknowledge the good. Yeah. Every time. Because the bad is going to outweigh sometimes. But as long as you have a delicate balance of what is actually there on the other side, you can address the bad. Exactly. Striking a balance. It's hard to do, which all leads back to things that I've learned now that I 
didn't really master quite when I was young, you know, mm-hmm. which is the awesome thing about 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 the 40 and over club, the club that you're about mm-hmm. to join. You said so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love my grays. I'm not going now. Nah, I will. I will. On that point, I will not lie. The gray have been driving me crazy because they embrace they it. But at the same at the same time, when I was like, you know, maybe I should die. I said, you know what? As sensitive as my skin is, I'll die. These suckers, they'll come back in full grown, you know, <laughs> like full force. And not only would it come back in full force, I'm going to have to find something that doesn't actually, you know, Make that the chin area itch or something like that. I said, so right. here's what we're going to do. I let them grow out because I, I feel sorry for my barber because COVID had me saying, I'm going to let this hair grow out and finally just get it twisted. Because when COVID popped, it was like, oh, okay, I can't go to the barber. So this hair is just going to have to grow out. And then somebody mm-hmm. said, well, why don't you learn to cut your hair and mess up my head cut got to wear a hat? <laughs> so we just gonna let this grow out, but then I let it grow out enough. I got it. I went ahead. I got locks. Got it twisted, and then I looked. And I said, "Man, my barber ain't gonna be able to come to him no more." So what happens is I let the beard get to a certain point. I go over to him, pay ten bucks just to him shave it. When I could took that ten mm-hmm. bucks, got my own shaver. But nope, just because I got a bond with that. That's my barber right there. Yeah, and so now it's like I got it. You know what? I don't mind keeping him busy. So every time I go, he's like those grays. Yeah, man. But I'm sorry, but I'm also learning like, you know what, it is what it is. Now a friend of mine who's I basically I consider him a brother comes over a couple weeks ago and he's like, Don't you ever try to call me old but we always get on each other. His birth my birthday's in March, his birthday's in April. We both areas and that fool will sit there and say Hey, old man, how you doing on my birthday? So every single time his birthday show up, I go ahead and message him. I said, Listen, you getting close to that ARP card, sir. <laughs> just want you to just want you to know I gave him your address in case they didn't have it. Hey, when does Colonial Pen start? I don't how, know. I don't know. But for Colonial Pen, I don't know. But I think next year, I think next year I'm gonna have um, I'm gonna go ahead those go on the website where you know they want to send you quotes and everything. The life alert. Yeah. I'm gonna sign him up so they can call him and start saying, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, AARP, or we got those senior benefits for you. We understand. You know, you can get consumer cellular, uh, cellular now because you're at that age. Really mess them up. But like, look, I, I think the, I think you're going to have to trade in the iPhone you got. You're going to have to get one of them old phones nobody care about hey, just anymore. Just like we were saying on Facebook, we need our 30 and over club card still. Yeah. For grown and sexy. Oh, God. Remember that? Oh, gosh. Those club cards. 30 and over. You 92Q. Want, <laughs> you you want to know something funny? I have an AARP card and I'm nowhere near 40. Uh, they can't, it's ageism. If they discriminate from me, give me giving it to me i will they don't get sued but the, i you, want all that i made jo- i made a joke about that and so many people's like look i'll take that card the benefits they get and i'm sitting there like maybe i got this all wrong i used those benefits 30 <laughs> percent off of your Give car me- insurance they gave me a mutual fund they was like so do you have this amount of money i'm like yeah they're like here's this mutual fund that gives you more percentage than what we normally do they was like you need help with your student loans here you go these are advisors that will help you i was like the best forty nine ninety nine I ever paid. I think I'm gonna go sign up. Yeah. I want my senior benefits. That's <laughs> right. Here's the thing: they looked at my agent like, "Ma'am, you're not." I said, "Yep." And they're like, "We can't deny you. We can't. We have to what, give it to you." Age, I said, "Yep." What age did they give it to you? At? I just got it this year. I'm only thirty seven, thirty eight. 
What age are you supposed to be? 55. They can't. It's eight. They got sued. It's ageism if they don't get it. You can go to Disney World for less than 200. Well, oh, for, dang. Um, uh, 200 dollars <laughs> uh, You just hit. You just hit the. Oh, Hustle. Lord. When we yeah. were trying to plan a Disney trip right oh, yes. before COVID popped. Oh, yes. Oh, look. That, that's the lick. I can see that right now. Because you can't like, knock the hustle. <laughs> I saved $400 with AARP. Oh, with that being said. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no. Everybody about to go sign up for AARP. Go sign up. And forget AAA. Go sign up for AARP. Oh, but that being said, wait, um, you will get a message from me later this week once I um, I message my friend about school. I know she's with oh, her kids fabulous. today. Yeah, so you should get a message from me. If not this week, because it's Christmas next week, and it'll come mm-hmm. via Instagram. And we are friends okay. on Instagram. You'll probably like yes. the weird girl who has the wine bottles in her profile pic. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Oh Lord! Speaking speaking of which, yes. um, everybody here is. Are you a tea, are we tea all all tea drinkers? See, yeah, yeah. I yeah. have to I have to tell you that I'm like an Ivy's tea. And shout out to our listener that had put me on to them because they are local. I've ordered from them three, maybe four separate times uh, in the past couple months. And what gets me is that. They had a, a sale for a Black Friday, and I was like, "Listen, I don't have money." I like y'all keep sending me these these emails, text messages. I don't have money, and then one day they send me an email that says, "Listen, we're doing free shipping." I was like, "Yo, oh, I just made a Klarna payment, don't you?" So I went on there and I saw they had all the different honeys. Now, what I like about uh, Ivy's is that when they package your tea. They actually will tell you what song they were playing at the time, <laughs> right? So they will yeah. say, they will say, "Oh yeah, we were listening to, we were listening to Nipsey Hustle, what or OTG Genesis, whatever they would listen to while they packaged the order." Well, one of the teas that they have, which I highly recommend, it's called Blow. <laughs> and the name and the name, it, it just oh gosh! And I always have to let people know I'm talking about tea. I'm not talking about cocaine. Mm-hmm. They have his tea. It's really, it's really great. Now, I actually, I think I have the their honey that I paired with it, which is uh, icy. It's called so icy, and it has a mint. It has mm-hmm. basically a mint flavor. Let me tell you, this tea I only bring out when I. It's a treat. That's that's just what it is. But if you're looking for a really good tea to try, I highly recommend them. They are locals, black a black owned business. Uh, they have a couple of the honeys that I just got to, you know, pair with the tea I have because they have one called Cream. So if you're a Wu Tang fan, there's Cream. <laughs> they got another one called Breathe. Yeah, <laughs> it they, it got to a point where I was like, well, you're talking about the honeys that you I should pair with these, but y'all never have them in stock. But they just happen to. So you can find them on Instagram. Ivy's tea is really awesome. I highly recommend it. If you love tea, if you need to relax in the morning, if you just finished practicing, you want to relax, it's a great tea to mellow out with, a uh, brand mm-hmm. to mellow out with. And um, honestly, I, I just, it's a, it's a vibe. So f- for tea drinkers, highly recommend. No, they didn't pay for that. It's just something I had to put on deck because when we have an episode, we all get to we all get together. The one thing I love is always the energy, the laughs, and the positivity. Wait, when you come on, it, it, I tell people it's just like it's like we got a runway, and Wade just like <laughs> I'm gonna set it on, I'm gonna set it on fire every time, and I love it. And I tell people, and then, I'm giving Naomi. Oh, hey, listen, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. You call because like the thing is, I feel like when you have confidence, when you were just you just you really. Pay attention to yourself and love yourself. 
you know, that is what carries everything. I think uh, we, because, you know, had a joke earlier, okay, you know, what outfit would be a no? But you know something? If a person walks in with a burlap sack, don't think they don't know their shit. They walk in a burlap sack because they already think that a lot of people are going to look at them sideways. And that's the trick. Because when people underestimate, it is so beautiful. I love you it. Just let them know the time. It really <laughs> yeah. is. It really is. I've I've seen uh, friends get hired at places because the employer literally came in dressed in a way that wasn't professional, and they're interviewing and they're thinking that they're talking. The person that they're talking to, they think that's the boss. They don't realize the boss was the person that they passed on the way to go into the office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're thinking it's that one interview. And then all of a sudden, the boss pops up, had a, you know, dressed down shirt and everything like that. Looked like they were on their day off and they walk in. And okay. then they just had the person get out the seat and they sit down. And it's like, hey, want to hire you. Yeah. And it's like, what? Like, yeah, I'm the person you were supposed to meet. Oh, that's right. so funny. My former manager did that when he started a Harry and David. He, I, we didn't know he came in three times for all of us. He's like, Christine's the only one that offered offered me a sample, asked how I was doing, offered suggestions, got me to buy something. He's like, the rest of y'all ignored me, and I was like, when did you come in? I would remember a man like you. I didn't remember him, but I did remember him. I was like, <gasps> one of yeah. my one of my bosses came when I had my first real job. The first time I saw him, he was in he was literally in sweatpants and sandals. Was it red sweatpants? Because I am. Ag- Listen, that's the one thing I'm against. No, they red were gray. Sweat- OK, fine. They He's were gray. Fine. Well, then well, welcome to Big Dick Energy. Good. Yeah. All right, continue. <laughs> yeah. He had a T-shirt on and some sweatpants and was like, hey, welcome to the company. He's like, oh, OK. Was his feet busted? I don't look. I, I I didn't really look at his feet. You remind you reminded me of Boomerang right now. <laughs> but if it's, but, but you, if you can't do it. They I were mean, right. he was. The, I mean, he's a CEO, so it didn't. It, it doesn't did, matter. It didn't matter. Busted feet means that they don't take care of themselves. Don't take care of themselves. They're not going to take care of the company. Not taking care of the company means you're going to mess with my money. I don't got time for no one to mess with my money. Well, there's a lot of well, there's a lot of scruffy looking uh, people that that don't take care of other people or or money then. Because there's a lot of scruffy looking CEOs. They they are, but I guarantee you, they probably have good, a good clean bill of health, or they at least use lotion. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you know, it's funny because those people seem to live the longest lives, though. Who? These top level executives. Yeah, it's called money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, um. <laughs> so, so I guess I, I guess before we wrap it up, I'm I'm just curious, Wade. Do you have any uh, plans? Anything uh, special happening for the holiday week? Yes, a day. Well, like I said, I'm going to this concert with J Dot on Tuesday. Yeah, and um, just gonna hang out with Mr. Gibbs here, my little dog. We forgot He's to ask about how is well. Mr. Gibbs. Mr. Gibbs is doing well. Um, He's not feeling very well today. Uh-oh. He was uh, kind of having a little little bit of the run, you could say, yesterday and into the middle of the night. So today I'm just giving him a little bit of rice and he's resting. Um, he had a little piece of beef with his rice. So I think the rice made him a little bit sick. I think he didn't want to eat the rice anymore, but I gave him a little piece of beef, so he ate some rice with that. So... Mm. 
Oh, I Mr. hope he's feeling okay. Um, oh, Mr. Gibbs. Don't, oh, don't. Oh, come on, Mr. Gibbs. Uh, he's, he's okay. He's okay. All right. All right. All he's right. okay. I mean, we got. Uh, I got a note from the groomer the other day saying, um, or not the groomer, um, the boarding place, saying that um, you know he was having diarrhea. And if I, if they could give him some pumpkin and rice, and I was like, sure, you know, definitely give him that stuff. They're my friends, you know, so I trust what they say. But all that to say is he really isn't feeling much better today, um, except for when I was about to give him some of that beef. So I think maybe he just wants some real food right now or something. So we'll see what happens, I'd say, tomorrow. But I'm just monitoring him today. Um, he's sleeping by the heater right now. So. Oh, okay, good, good. They called me Mr. Gibbs. Right. <laughs> yeah, next, t- next time yes, I'll come yes. to the studio and bring him. Hey, you know, that's the one thing that um, we are working on is actually setting things up to where it's going to be, hey, you know what, we have we have a bigger space, so now we actually are working on having the video and the whole nine and we like putting that in the air. It's just like big things coming. Uh, one thing yeah. I will say, too, is that when we uh, get a website, and it's between, I already have it coded, but also because just, you know, updating things, like might do a Squarespace site. But the one idea that I actually have that I would love to implement is that we're going to make sure that we have a page that's like Friends of the Podcast or, hey, check out these oh, other yeah. shows or check out, you know, our guests. And we actually do like a page and it just it helps link like everything. So mm-hmm. guests that we had on show, not only will we have the, the episode that they can listen to, but also just a nice page where, you know, we can just link. So everybody can go learn more about our, our guests. Uh, it's a good way to just help advertise. And if we got like events that we know about. You know, like you can let us know. We can put that on our page and everything like that, and just kind of help you know build things up. Yes. So uh, I already know the site that we're we're doing for all that, and it's just a matter is, even though I'm like you know I code, I I've been learning the code, and I actually got our site up. It's just like you know something. I need something that makes it easy for the squad to to be able to do stuff. So as much as I can't stay in Squarespace, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> Squarespace. Squarespace actually, this is not an ad Squarespace, but it can. Be uh i like i like the idea so it's something that we want to implement and when we actually have the site up i will get in touch with you so we can yeah. make sure that we have it listed and we can you know find a way go ahead and link some videos it's actually linking the videos is really easy so just a way to just go ahead and show love and, and actually spread it because when we have guests on the show i think and guess this is not trying to get not not a guest when we have guests on the show our listeners, I think they press play and don't realize that there's a whole lot of information in the description. <laughs> so as before we end the show, folks, just to let you know, if you go into the description, we will have Wade's social media, also his website where you can connect, you can learn more. Not to mention the fact that if you yourself actually want to learn to play instrument, you want to learn about music, you want to learn how to play the cello, Wade is the person you want to talk to. And I've said this on so many episodes. We actually, this is the third episode. Yes. The third one. And I guarantee you, if you didn't understand in the first episode, the second. Really? Or this one. Or the next one. Because there will be more. Hit the link. 
get the info and bless yourself when you're doing it. Yes, because mm-hmm. it's a blessing. <laughs> it really is. Like I and I, I, I would love when our guests do reach out and I'm like, oh gosh, I really love that episode. That was awesome. It's like yes. Oh. Now make sure you follow the. Make sure you follow. I guess definitely follow Wade. Yeah. Like y'all, y'all have no. I, listen, best. I'm telling you on our Twitter account. Hey. I got, I got it set. So I like, I always see how when, how Wade's doing. I got it set that all our guests when we have them on the show, we follow. We follow and we love we love making sure that we always return that love. Wade, I want to thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me again. Tom and you yes. and listen and I and I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Yes, you gotta build your own school. Yes. I'm yes. loving this opportunity that you're looking at with Towson and I really believe it's gonna happen. They be fools not to. They are fools, but we're not going to have that conversation today. We're yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> we're not. There's a lot of them. There's not, a lot of them. But you, All right. But you know, but when you get the right, you get the right people in there to like shake things up and help change things and make it for the better. That's what it is. And I think when they reached out to, I think when they reached out to Wade, that was the first step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. So I hope the I, living testament always. And it's just, and I love the fact that. Again, go back and listen to episodes, and you can just see the progression. You can just see Wade's progression <laughs> and how he moves. I'm telling you, it's a beautiful thing. Hey, Wade, I got one final question. Before Don't do we it. Do it. No, Don't no, do no, it. No, this has been bothering me for a while. Are you as are, are you as tired of seeing Will Smith on TV as I am and his overexposure? Oh my god, all of them. Yeah. Yeah, it irritates the hell out of me because he has this latest like uh, commercial that you see on me. I mean, that you hear on the radio. Oh, I have a confession to make. I've never climbed a mountain. I don't care. Shut up. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. See, hold on, hold on, Rob. Because see, you do this because you like to get the guests on your side, and you think that's going to save you from. But he was. But he was. I'm making a. I'm I'm making a valid point. You making. You making a point. Okay. Okay. And like you do this because if you get the guests on your side, like I said, you think it's going to save you. It doesn't. But I will say this: that that Lorenzo Zero. Don't you? It it doesn't save you. And I will. And I will say this. All right. Your question for me is not necessarily that I see Will Smith on commercials and the whole nine. Will Smith is currently, you know, doing his PR because of his book. So you are going to see we or Will uh, because, again, <sighs> PR. But one of the things I am tired of, because I don't mind seeing him in commercials, because to tell you the truth, I want Will Smith to win. What I'm tired of seeing, though, is his business being dragged out. <laughs> Right, that's, that's exactly I, how I feel. You know what? Yeah. But he was on a red table, though, voluntarily. He was, but yeah, like, yeah, okay. He like, yeah, his wife, his he, wife asked him, "Come on my show." What's he going to say? No. Now he could have. Yeah, he could have. But, really? but he cho- but he chose to go on there. But see, the thing about it is, what I noticed about Will Smith, of one of the most celebrated actors, is successful. He's successful. I'll even, give him that. I'll give him even that. Even if it's, you know, even if we don't necessarily like, you know, movies and everything, the roles he plays. Well, all thing, he's, okay. he's, he's, okay. we'll talk right. about that. Okay. He's successful. All right. Whether we like it or not, he's successful and he's, he's worked hard to get where he's at. Now, my thing about it is that anytime he was in the, the news, the media it's because his business, personal business is out there. Uh, right. His children, of course, you know, being celebrities, it doesn't take long for the, you know, whatever is being talked about 
or what Will's got to the side, it doesn't take long for that to come to light. And right. my thing is, is whatever he does in his personal life, me personally, I don't care. That's what I, yeah, right. that was the point I, I was making. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. When you said it, it's like, Todd, like, I don't care about the commercials. I'd rather see him in commercials. I'd rather see him. No, but he like, keeps movie. doing, no, 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 but he keeps doing these commercials like he's been, like, like he's, he's coming off with this arrogance of I'm Will Smith. So the fact that I'm doing something on my bucket list is interesting. No, he is no. not. Yes, yes, he is. That's, that is you. Have you seen that TV commercial where he talks about, I think it's like a, a, a special that's coming out or yes, something. But he's empowering people. Let's be realistic. One, this man literally has created and manifested the life he wanted. He said when he met Jazzy Jeff, he knew okay. it said that was who he was supposed to make I, music with. I give when he that met to him. Jada, he was like, that's who I'm supposed to be having my I children with. I'm just tired of hearing it. Okay. Him, so like him... Steve Harvey and Serena Williams can all go home. All right. Oh, they can. All three of them can go home. Because I'm okay, tired. I just want you. I I'm just want to say that the gun was just ah! taken out of my hand. She just took the Nerf gun out of my hand. I'm oh. tired of Steve Harvey too. Thank, I mean, thank like, you. Thank you. Thank you. See, wait. Is oh. okay. Now I will get you. I will say with the Steve Harvey. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm tired because I, I I was looking at Steve Harvey like, sir, can we not? Yeah, no, Steve Harvey. He somewhere. needs to go sit down. Yeah, like yeah, just sit down. Yeah, like but Serena I, Williams. What Serena do to you? Serena t- actually she's on every commercial quiet. now. Serena has been actually very quiet for the last year and a half. She yes, really has. Yeah, so been I'm, her daughter and getting her jewelry line together and all that stuff. So you know, PR I haven't seen much about Serena except for on IG. Exactly. But you know, I don't really watch TV like that. Now that I've got this Fire Stick, I'm pretty much only on Netflix, YouTube, and HBO watching Max. my right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gossip Girl. Which is trash. Uh, we need to fix it. We need to fix it. Honey, at, huh? we need to fix Monet's wig. Oh, I just was like, I know they have a black stylist that knows this. Like, hey, we need to get a better wig. They could have made a better wig by now. But I'm honey, just that like, red Why? one, that red Ugh. one just looks so, uh, just that blonde one. I was like, what are y'all doing? They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they don't. But Ted, you watch I'm sorry, Julian mm-hmm. Calloway is not cute. Uh, you know what? To somebody, she is just not to us and not to the rest of the right. world. Um, well, look, honey, look, honey. Nobody is going to be Serena Vanderwoodson. I'm fine with that. Th- that's that's the problem with those writers. They want to recreate a moment when they should be creating a new moment. Right. But right. We'll calm down. I'll calm down. Do you watch Insecure? That's the one thing I have not seen yet, and I feel like I actually should start watching it from the beginning. Yeah. Yes, start from the beginning. Wait till they finish the season. Um, you're going to be a little irked by one of the seasons. I think maybe last season might get under your skin, but it's got a lot of teachable moments. This season, it feels it doesn't feel quite Game of Thrones ish, but it definitely feels like yo, this needed two more seasons to finish out the story. But I get why they didn't do it. So it's mm-hmm. yeah. And it's very funny. I think you'll appreciate all the humor. Okay. Well, I'm going to put it on my list right now. <laughs> and, and, and meanwhile, I'm I'm watching Hawkeye. And Yo, they have Her a storyline. It's crazy, to. too. Yeah, hey! I, I started watching that. I'm on season. I'm on season. Season two now. I'm I'm halfway oh. through season two. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, these white people are crazy. <laughs> listen, I just, I just, I just started, and I was just like, okay, this is, this is, this is pretty good. Um, the music kills me. The music, and I love that yes. classical, modern classical music. I love it. 
the, the, I love the I love the music. They're like modern royalty. Yeah. So yes. to have this like modern classical music, it's to me very interesting. I love it. There's a subtlety about succession though in the cinematography. Yes. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. way the way like certain if you notice certain scenes that are dramatic, they'll have a still camera. But if it's something completely stupid happening, the camera kind of shakes a little bit yeah. to let you yeah. know. Like it has that very the office type feel. Yeah. Where they're you know, where they're trying to make to let you know that there's some buffoonery happening. Right. I, I, I just right. like that. I just like that subtle touch about it. That is a good moment. Because I'd yeah. be like, ooh, oh, this is serious. Yeah, like, you can tell. What's going on? Yeah. And other times I'm like, oh, crap, he's being dumb again. I can't do this. I'm so disappointed. Uh, what's that main character's name? I forgot his name. Uh, the, the main There's character. There's so many. They're no, all names, The son. Really? The son. Not the father, oh, but the son. Oh, uh, what's his name? Kendall. Um, Kendall. Kendall. Kendall pisses me off Kendall is crazy. So much because it's like you want to like him, but then he keeps screwing up because he's an idiot. But it's like he's right. Like he should be like the next person in line, but. But you're stupid. Now you're doing lines of coke and it's like, no. Right. (sighs) He's stupid. I wonder if they base that off anyone in real life. I think it's based off of Fox. I I think it's, I, I, I heard it's based off of Fox, off of Fox News. Okay, the, like the Fox News Corporation. I can see that. Yeah, well, that being said, I can let us, see that. Let yeah, us, yeah. Next time we'll have an HBO episode. <laughs> that will be a Patreon, oh, yeah, a patron only episode yes. where we talk about HBO shows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, listen, we can do that. Oh. If that's okay with Al, I'm so sorry. I'm making plans with all that. You're good. We're good. We listen. We listen. I like when I'm not the only one coming up with ideas. This is great. I've said that before. This is good. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. And I'm just putting this out in the air that Lil' Kim should come on the show oh. for my birthday. <laughs> my birthday weekend in March. Oh, I mean, my God. If, Dear if, 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 if she does, let me talk to her. <laughs> listen, I am. I'm just putting this out there. because I need to talk to Meg. I need to talk to Meg. That's why I need to talk to Meg. We, we need to talk to both of them. I need to talk to Kim. For other reasons, I need to thank her. And you know what? Congratulations to Megan Thee Stallion. She got her degree. Right. And then on top of this, these nail people doing this random BS of like, well, she was lying. I was like, yo, y'all really forget. Y'all really do be training. No offense. I want to just go ahead and say it. We really do, as a community, train black women to protect black men. But then at the same time, be want to throw them under the bus when we do protect black men. Mm-hmm. And then say that we're the ones that were at fault. Now, again, I don't care what no one says. She got shot in the foot and she protected him. And I don't think people remember 2020. Everyone was on high alert thinking that the cops were going to kill them i know when i got pulled over i peed myself and i was like this is embarrassing i Um, understand honey i would have done the same thing exactly because look i've been pulled over before where a cop did pull out a gun and i was like if i die tonight i have not told no one i love i love them but either way that's neither here nor there so Mm. i got where she was going with that and now people want to say well she wasn't really the victim now as as far as i'm concerned if her friend was if it was if they were fighting between two men that's on them and if he really right. did say dance, bitch, dance, well, then the Gremlin Coalition needs, I have words for the Gremlin Coalition that I have not said in a long time because Boosie's getting on my nerves. Now he wants to be an ordained print, um, minister. Sir, I don't even think you know who Jesus is. I don't think Jesus even knows who you are. I think Jesus already <laughs> sent you to hell and told you because <gasps> I have sent you to hell, I need you never to mention my name again. You want to be an ordained minister? Now I know that the church is messed up. And then you got Tori over here saying dance, bitch, dance. Who do you think you are? You think some you're 1920 gangster? Let me tell you 
you what you are. You are a midget who has a personal <laughs> skill set of musical talent. And on top of that, maybe you should get your goddamn hairline fixed. I'm so sorry. I'm angry. I apologize. Ooh. I'm so angry. I did not mean to yell in your ear. You're not wrong, though. I mean... <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Wade, Wade, we'd like to thank you for coming on once again. It's been so, it's been, it's been so great. <laughs> oh, thank you so much again. Really, I, I'm always grateful to be able to speak to three fabulous angry black people. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, love it. Love it. And then we got to actually, we'll, we'll have to do that special where we're just talking about HBO because, um, 18, AT&T gave me like, literally, they was like, Hey, you're paying this. So you get max for free. And now I'm realizing like, Oh gosh, you know, this is great. Some movies I don't have to go see and I can watch all these shows. And if yeah. I could just find a way for AT&T to work out a deal with Disney, so that's just included on my bill, that'd be great. Because my god kids are the reason I kept it. And now mm-hmm. Marvel is the reason I really keep Marvel and, and of course, uh, Mando. I'm like, the, the fact that yes, they are just, yes. they're just getting me with these shows. Cause I look at that and Loki. App. Don't forget Loki. You know what? I've actually been saving. I've actually been saving a couple. Loki's the one I've been saving because I try to get to a point where when I don't have anything to watch, I have something to watch. Right now on Prime, um, I'm watching the show. I think it's a, a Wheel of Time. What's a Wheel Before Time or something yeah. like that? I'm actually oh. watching that. Um, Are you watching that too? Not yet. I haven't heard about it. It, yet. it actually, I so a friend, a friend of mine, um, put me onto it. And he's mm-hmm. like, are you checking it out? And I started watching. I was like, this is really good. And it got, it's up to, I think, either six or seven episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. It airs every every Friday. Um, now, I do have to say that I'm in, I like the story. I'm finding mm-hmm. it hard to like characters because I get where they're coming from. They're put in a situation they really don't want to be in. But in order mm-hmm. to go ahead and save their loved ones, they have no choice. And mm. of course, they're being, well, they, I could understand them being guarded at first, but then it's like, listen, you see how real this is. So why would you want to ignore it when you watch your whole village basically get decimated? So mm-hmm. maybe you should care. So right now, I'm trying to pick, okay, what character I'm really riding for at this point? Um, and I, I gotta, I gotta find the actress, the act, uh, the actress's name, but if mm-hmm. you ever seen that show, it was on Netflix and it had the nurse and I think she had the brother and she was like trying to get the brother out, but then realized that's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it was called ratchet. It was Ooh. called ratchet. If you ever seen ratchet and you remember the, um, the, not, not her, but the black, they had the, uh, the black lady. She played uh, a character that uh, had multiple personality disorder. Oh. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, they have her in uh, A Wheel Before Time. Oh. And oh. She, actually, she actually plays a queen. And at first, I couldn't place it. But now I looked at it and said, oh, I remember her. And she plays mm-hmm. a much different character. Mm-hmm. And the vibe is great. Also... If you've seen any, you've seen Lord of the Rings and things of that nature, and you're like, you know, where, where's, you know, where's the black folk? Because you don't see us in there, right. Right? right? That's the thing I notice about this: the representation, mm-hmm. the representation is there. 
it is there. So I highly recommend checking it out. Um, it's actually, I like it. It gets to the action pretty fast. So you don't feel like it's a, it's a slow burn trying to get to the action and everything mm. and get the story. Mm. Um, I think my issue is though, just the, just trying to find a likable character. Mm. Like there's a couple, oh. but yeah, so far it's kind of like, okay, I like where this is going. You got a couple people being idiots. So let's see how this goes, but I like it. So definitely give that a, um, a watch and see what you, uh, you think about it. And, okay. um, and we were just talking about HBO. I, I, I'm, I hope we get more of the show. Um, gosh, I th- I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it was about the lady. Her husband put a microchip in her head. Oh, um, yeah, it's oh. like for love or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Oh gosh, wait, you gotta watch it. It's Sounds crazy. Like dark okay. Yeah, yeah. It's listen. It's dark. It's so it is basically starts out dark comedy. And it's good, mm-hmm. and and they actually um, Ray Romano actually, and this, he plays he plays her father, mm-hmm. and when you meet him, it's like oh gosh, the insanity and like crazy because his, you know, he lost his wife, so he has a blow up doll in her place. I'm gonna leave you with that one, but like the yeah yeah, I'm telling you, oh my gosh. So it's I think it's called For Love or something. Okay, now I, like I know people are like listen, y'all been saying goodbye for a couple minutes, but y'all gotta understand, we got wait on the show. And this is just awesome. So uh, let's see, uh, let me see. I think it's called For Love HBO. Uh, made for made love. love, made for love, and oh it, yeah, okay. And, uh, and this is is Kristen Malati that plays uh, that stars. Yes, um, Ray Romano, who plays her dad, and mm-hmm. I just love how it starts out as this dark comedy. And basically, they parry off of Google, right? So that's yeah. the, the the company. It's like Google. Imagine if Google just was at this level. This guy okay. makes a microchip. And he can see her thoughts like they're linked. So like, right. So, right. And it starts off with them, you know, having, it starts off with them basically having sex, you know, and this microchip is feeding all this data. So he's like, okay, are you not, are you not, you know, enjoying this and the whole nine and she can't exactly just get away because he is basically like a GPS tracker on her at all times. That is what? very yeah. That is very black. She mirror. gets she gets <laughs> and she gets tired and she gets and she manages to get away. She gets manages to get away, but then it's like they the way they set this up and even with me telling you this is just a premise because I'm telling you when you watch it, right? They give you so much in thirty minutes, like thirty minute episodes. They give you so much it really was like that it was like man this is scary and then i see it all the day and they like they slice in the humor just right but way romano <laughs> who i've i never watched a ray romano stand up let's let's be real um yeah but either. everybody hates ray that's the only most uh, the only <laughs> interaction i really had which i actually liked the show but it wasn't so much for ray as much as it was for his poor wife that had to deal with his bullshit. It was his brother because no <laughs> and one the brother, to his, Oh yeah, gosh, the brother. yes. Who got on my nerves too though. But he was time. right. He was but always he was right. right. Yeah, because everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> you know, everybody because Ray gotta have cannolis, you know. <laughs> but he plays such a good part in this that it's like, man, this is awkward. The blow up doll. This is just awkward, <laughs> man. It's oh my gosh, yeah. So I'm telling you, you want a you you want a show to watch that's going to have you sitting there like, 
Question the folks like, all right, listen, how how deep in the technology are you? And and let's answer this questionnaire, because if you try to put a microchip in my head, I need to know so we can kill this date right here. But that's what's about to happen anyway. We'll talk about metaverse and yeah. all that next oh, time. Gosh, oh gosh, freaking yeah. metaverse. And I and they, you know there's a video game company that needs to sue them for changing their name to Meta. Because I can't hear meta and not sit there and think about all the video games I play where you got to go into the metaverse. Hey, I'm like, Zuckerberg is smart. Zuckerberg <laughs> is getting on my damn nerves. He is, but he's my smart man. about it. Gosh, you got Bezos while Bezos flying faulty ass rockets. You got the, the penis rocket. Oh, Lord, the penis rocket. And, <laughs> then, well, and then Shatner got the thing Shatner in space. Yeah, Shatner. I don't get, see. That's another thing. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we put note. William Shatner. And I don't care. Listen, I don't care. if he was not flying the Enterprise, I don't care. <laughs> exactly. You're not putting him in space if he's not flying the Enterprise. I'm just tired of seeing William Shatner. Period. I'm sorry. Okay, now okay, hold now, on. Now, on that note, thank you so oh, much Ray, for joining us. <laughs> I hope you have a magnificent <laughs> evening. Remember to check out Wade Soul. Shows. He is on Instagram. Make sure you support him whenever he posts on YouTube. And wait, go ahead and let, let the people know where they can find you. Yes, I'm all over Instagram. Wade Davis Cello. My YouTube channel, Wade Davis Cello. Find me, find me, like me, and be in touch. Yes. All right. All right. Awesome. Well, Wade, once again, thank you. It's been it's always fun having you. I can't wait till we get to chop it up again about some HBO yes. shows and other things, and we'll keep it going. Yes. We'll keep it moving. We're going to try to make try February. Yeah, let's. Yeah, I was going to say good call. Yeah, like let's try actually uh, in February because by then space would be set up. And Wade, I'll I'll message you uh, after the show. I uh, give you some some deets. Uh, about uh, February and just also just a couple awesome things that just been happening on this end. You know, only the the friends of the podcast really get that kind of info, y'all. So yes, y'all y'all have to y'all have to wait. But you know, of course, I guess you know they get to the friends of the podcast. They get to find out the cool stuff. <laughs> so February <laughs> February work ain't time. And thank you for keeping us abreast with everything. February definitely works. So we're gonna get that scheduled out. Yes, yes, That's definitely. All, All right. right. And on that note, folks, we are out. Thank you for listening to another episode with three angry black people and sometimes fourth because Wade is family. So we <laughs> so thank you for listening to four angry black people yes. podcast. Make sure you subscribe. You get, hit a follow on that Spotify. You give us four star rating, five star rating on Apple. We appreciate you. Share with your friends. Make sure you get in touch with Wade. All right, because I'm telling you, change your life for the better. Mm-hmm. It really will, really will. Inspir- inspiration, and you know what? You can learn. You can learn. You might learn something. You How about that? There you go. All right, all right. We are out. And Rob, don't you say nothing crazy. Shatner sucks. That's you know. God, don't don't throw no bottles. Don't please don't throw no bottles. I did it. I just turned. The yeah, track. don't. Oh Sorry. gosh, don't do that. You you be so mad at yourself later. Because then you're going to blame him for why you don't have your peppermint mocha. Now I want some peppermint oh, mocha. Empty. Oh, okay. Wait, don't, don't throw them out. Peace out, y'all. Bye. Oh, my gosh. Peace. <laughs>